Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on May 22nd, 2020. Today we have a Listopedia episode for you. Was that a good good word to use, Ty? A what? A Listopedia. Yeah, let's run with it. <laughs> we're running fresh out of ideas, so we're bringing you two different lists that we came up with for I this mean, week's episode. Four, but... We're going to be ranking <laughs> our top five favorite players in every major sport besides hockey. Because we don't watch hockey. The ice, number one. So our top five favorite NBA, MLB, and NFL players. And then we're also going to rank our top five guilty pleasures, Ty. That's the list I'm most excited about. Should be fun. I got I got some big guilty pleasures. My number one, pretty gross. My number one is good. The rest are okay. Let's go. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! All right, Jason. This past week, uh, a childhood favorite show came on Netflix. Mm. Have you seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Uh, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember it at all? Hit and miss. I, I watched it as a kid, but I wasn't like diehard watch it. I watched the entire show. Wow. This week. 
Was it as good as you remembered as a kid? It's better. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's one of my favorite TV shows, period, like of all time. Is that a guilty pleasure? It's not a guilty pleasure. It could be. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure it's like widely accepted it as is. a great television show. It's 100% show. on Rotten Tomatoes, 99 audience. Wow, really? It's incredible. All three seasons have 100%. Jeez. You need to rewatch it. There's only three seasons. Dude, you know me. I don't like watching stuff. <laughs> you, might just, you might enjoy it. I, yeah, I watched it hit on and off as a kid, but I never like fully got into it. I, I fucking love it. It's so good. And I found out they were doing like a live, a live action TV show. And as long as M. Night Shyamalan stays as far away <laughs> as possible, hopefully it'll be good. Is it going to be like a um, like a series show? I, like I don't know. Kind of like how they do a series of unfortunate events. And uh, Percy Jackson, which I'm very excited for. It might be. I don't know, though. That's what reminded me is the Percy Jackson thing. I know they're doing that. But, yeah, they're doing like a Netflix release the cartoons that was like 2005 to 8. And it's in 4-3, too, which is wild. What? It's a square. Instead of like the rectangle. Oh, so it only takes up half your TV pretty yeah. much? It's a good throwback. <laughs> Riley's been watching a lot of Hannah Montana, and I think that's the same way. Is it really? It might not be. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention. I just, I want to discuss I'm one, of, I'm one of those people that doesn't uh, realize like screen dimensions, but like the second I realize it, like I can't not see it. Like if it's widescreen, like I'll catch myself in a movie. Like, you know, at home, like watching it, like, has this been widescreen the whole time? <laughs> and then I just start thinking about it. Like the bars on top? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, same thing with the 4-3. The I'd watch it the whole time, and then I'll notice it once and be like, wait, has it been this way the whole time? Because I haven't fuck? noticed. <laughs> um, Hannah Montana's ridiculous, Ty. Did you watch Hannah Montana as a kid? No, no, I did not. I would say that was my guilty pleasure when I was, like, 10 years old. I um, watched a lot of Hannah Montana, and I would turn the channel every time someone came in my room because I was ashamed that I was such a big Hannah Montana fan. That's fair. And the show is so ridiculous, dude. I don't know how I watched it. Just the whole premise of it is ridiculous. About the whole wig bullshit. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's dumber than Superman wearing glasses as like his alter ego. And then her dad is like a famous musician or something. But then when he doesn't have a mustache, no one recognizes him. But when he has a mustache... Are you kidding me? They recognize him. <laughs> I didn't know that was part of it. Yeah. That's he also great. has an alter ego. That's so good. <laughs> And like the the most absurd thing with that show is that the uh, the brother, Jason Earls, forty three years old. Yeah, he was like twenty eight when the show started. He's w- supposed to be like a high schooler, I think, in the show. And then yeah, it just like was a on senior. Twitter. Yeah, it's just like yeah, he's like forty. I, we were watching it, and that was the first thing I said when I had it on. I was like, you know, I could tell now that he's like a twenty eight year old man. He's not. <laughs> he's not seventeen. Back then, I had no idea. <laughs> Fucking wild. Like you could noticeably tell he's much older than all the other kids. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, it was ridiculous. So there's an episode with like Selena Gomez where he, she's like acting in a movie with Hannah Montana's like ex-boyfriend who she still has a crush on. And then they lock Selena Gomez outside and it's like an alien movie. So Selena Gomez has like alien makeup on, but you can still tell it's Selena Gomez. And then Hannah Montana puts the alien makeup on, but she's actually Miley during this point. And no one recognizes that it's Miley. They all think she's Selena Gomez. So I'm like, you're telling me she puts on a little bit of uh, alien makeup and people think she's Selena Gomez. But then no one can tell that it's the same person, just with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place smacked. That was yeah, a good show. I watched that. That, uh, iCarly, those are all guilty pleasures in my life. iCarly, absolutely. All those targeted I towards girls shows. That's fine. I didn't watch Hannah Montana, but I watched the other ones. I watched it a lot. And it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I've been catching myself singing Hannah Montana songs, though, because just hearing it from Riley watching it. That's a tough one. They're jams, bro. That's a tough one. They're jams. That's a man card check. 
Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll watch Avatar The Last Airbender. I doubt it. It's good shit. Do they, do they ever, like, wrap up the show, or is it one of those things where no. just, like, abruptly yeah, yeah. ended? No, 100% wrapped up. It's a full story. So he did learn all the elements. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Because there's what? There's air, fire, earth, and water? Yep. I remember the water episode. It might have been, like, the end of season one, I, I so would guess. each chapter, it's they're, like, books. So it's book one, two, and three. Yeah. The first book's water. The second yeah. book's earth. The third book's fire. Fires are, like, the bad guys. They are the bad guys of the series, yes. I saw it on Netflix, and he doesn't look how I remember him looking. Did they, like, change his design at all? Like, get better, uh, like, like, graphics as the season went on, like, the show went along? Av- the Avatar, the main guy? Yeah. The only thing is they gave him hair in season three, and I didn't remember that. I saw that. I saw a picture of him with hair. That's not, but, like, see, some of these pictures, it looks like how I remember him, but then, like, the default picture they had on Netflix, it, just, it didn't look the same. I don't know if I'm just tripping. I mean, they were made in three years. So it didn't change that much. I didn't notice any like huge shift. The animation kind of stayed consistent. It got a little better, but I'll try. I'll maybe I'll try to watch it. Maybe I I highly recommend it. It's incredible. <laughs> I recommend the movie. I the movie's really good. I've no, seen fuck, that. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's disgusting. That and uh, Dragon Ball Z, your two favorite movies oh of all time. Oh my god. <laughs> Just terrible. Just absolutely terrible movies. I've never seen either of them. Terrible. Don't they have Dragon Ball Z on Netflix too? Maybe. There's a lot more Dragon Ball Z than there is Avatar. Though. Well, yeah, because there's only there... 60 episodes of Avatar. There's got to be fucking so many shows and episodes of Dragon Ball Z. There's, yeah, nine seasons of Dragon Ball Z, and I'm sure they've had multiple think, like spinoffs and stuff. I think stuff. there's Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z maybe, or there's something like that where it's like there's multiple like oh, yeah. main shows. There's Dragon Ball which was a show, and then Dragon Ball Z. I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, no, Dragon Ball. No, Dragon Ball just says this is just the media franchise. Never mind. Okay. Animated series. Oh, yeah, no, Dragon Ball from 86 to 89, Dragon Ball Z, 89 to 96, Dragon Ball GT, 96, 97. That's the one with the V8. goes a little faster. Dragon Ball K, 2009, 2011, 2014, 2015. I didn't know that existed. Dragon Ball Super, 2015 to 2018. I've heard of that one. Mm Mm-hmm. And currently, from 2018 to now, Dragon Ball Heroes. Dra- Super Dragon Ball Heroes. Oh. I mean, I think the, the Dragon Ball characters are already pretty cool. How are they super? <laughs> How much cooler do they get in Super Season? And then list of films, you know, what's the one that you hate? What? The Dragon Ball Z movie that you hate? Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, live action. The only live action uh, Dragon Ball Z movie they it's made. Terrible. So bad. <laughs> how what was the, uh, how was like the animation on that? Like the, you know, because they obviously don't look like humans. With what? Like the CGI of like Dragon Ball Evolution? Yeah. Like Piccolo, because I know he's in it. Um, Terrible. I mean, just. Here's, here's, so you can see. People at home can look it up in the top right, the <laughs> green guy. They're mostly humans, but he looks terrible. That looks like something like you would make for like a school project. <laughs> it very much does <laughs> like you know you're remaking it or whatever like your your things to make a movie poster and like a two-minute trailer i actually had to do that in one of my classes and that's like something i would make and probably get like a c on <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it definitely doesn't look anything like the guy from the cartoons no he looks like a scroll yeah no he definitely does dude that looks like a scroll but just like a high school version of the scrolls dude he looks exactly like a scroll 
like a non-wrinkly <laughs> scroll. Yeah. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes compared to Avatar The Last Airbender. Like 3%? I think it's just called The Last Airbender. See, Piccolo in the comic books had like a white bandana and like this white and purple outfit. And this guy's wearing all black. Oh, Last Airbender wins it with 5%. <laughs> Fucking terrible movies, man. I can't get over how much he looks like a scroll. <laughs> I honestly was thinking that when I looked it up. I was like, Jesus. Dude. They look exactly the same. Anyways, Ty, do you want to get into our list of our five favorite athletes in all three major sports? You know, not counting hockey because it's not a major sport. Or do you want to get into our list of guilty pleasures first? Let's do guilty pleasures because we were talking about Hannah Montana. All right, Ty. I got some raunchy ones in here. My number one. I don't. My number one. (laughs) Super raunchy. Super disgusting. People are going to cringe when they hear it. Okay. But I'm not starting at number one. I'm starting at number five. I have. You've done it in the past. I've been a fucking madman started at one. I have some honorable mentions, Ty. Some things that could have made the list. You're going to throw those out first or afterwards? Yeah, I'll throw those out first. Okay. Number one honorable mention, law-abiding citizen. <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> I don't get consider that a guilty pleasure. It's a great film. Uh, number two, literally only getting hamburgers at Del Taco. I've never gotten anything else at Del Taco. Their That's hamburgers are delicious. It's a weird move. but. And number three, uh, ketchup on my mac and cheese. Again, delicious. Everyone needs to try it at home. I mean, when I was a child, I, I partake. <laughs> Number five, and this is something that recently has become a guilty pleasure. This has not been something that uh, I've done my whole life, but like within the last two weeks has become like my number one guilty pleasure. So I put it on the list. And that's betting small amounts of money on things I don't even watch. <laughs> I've bet a lot of money on the KBO following Daniel's picks. Love it. Um, I just bet on the the Tiger Phil match this weekend. Okay, um, is that the one with uh, uh, Manning and Brady? Yeah. Okay. Bet almost went really down in the hole in the UFC card the other week. That I did watch, but <laughs> just aggressively lost the first bet and then bet more in the second bet and then <laughs> bet more the third bet. A lot of numbers. And then the fourth bet bet the most and won it all back. <laughs> I get it done. Um, but Daniel's kind of let me down. He. Uh, I was kind of. Like, he's like sixteen and six or some shit in KBO. You know what's weird though? Okay, so I followed him a few times, like two or three times, and he won. And then one day he posted like six picks, and I followed like three and three on those. Yeah, I follow. I bet like the three ones that lost. Oh. And I think that's why they lost. Is because those were the three. Yeah, I picked you to just gotta on. you gotta commit to the whole slate. You can't <laughs> pick and choose because you have terrible opinion on betting. He got cursed by me, bro. It's terrible. <laughs> Worst career decision of his life was coming on the pod. <laughs> yeah. It's all right though. I just, I just, I love betting, Ty. It's that, bad. It's a guilty pleasure. I just, I love having stake in the game. I don't bet a lot of money, but just enough where it's like, I'm sweating a little bit. Keep it interesting. 10 to 20 bucks. You just got to keep it interesting. Because now, this Sunday, I'm going to be rooting for Phil and Tom. Oh, you went with Brady? They're underdogs. Phil beat, uh, Phil beat Tiger in the last, like, match or whatever, two years ago. And then I've watched some videos of Tom Brady playing golf, and he seems pretty good. I mean... He's like busy with traveling and shit. Peyton Manning's had nothing to do. That's true. He definitely has more. Yeah. So, on the big ass head too. I don't know what that has to do with golf. <laughs> he just got a big ass head. Also, uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charles Barkley is playing a hole. I don't know if you heard about that. That is something I'm trying to find a bet on, but I can't. Just one hole. One hole because he's got a terrible golf swing. I don't know if you've ever seen his golf it's swing. Hilarious. Um, if he gets be- a bogey or better, they're donating like two hundred thousand dollars to charity or something. If not, he doesn't. 
They're not donating. That's some shit. They have that 200K for a bogey. I love it. And I wish there was like an over-under because I would hammer the over. He is, there's no way he's getting a bogey. I mean, the odds would probably be terrible for him. I, I'll bet my whole bank account on it. Maybe, he's maybe getting like a part a three? Maybe a part three gets it done? Maybe they give him a little chip in? <laughs> I don't know. Like an 80-yard part three that he just putts? <laughs> I don't know, man. I would bet the over every day, but I can't find, can't find odds for it. But if there is, you know I'm going to be betting it. I love it. That's my number five. Okay, my number five, uh, not as interesting as yours. Mine is just leftover pizza for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to finish the list. That's not really, that's not a guilty pleasure. I do the same thing. It kind of is guilty pleasure though, because I'm at the point where like if we order pizza the night before and I'm still a little hungry, but there's only like two slices left, I won't eat just so I can have it the next morning. Yeah. I yeah. strategically plan to have the left. I almost like leftover pizza for breakfast more than I like pizza for dinner. I might agree with that. It depends. It depends on the pizza, though. You know who has the best leftover pizza for breakfast? Who's your favorite? I like I like Domino's. (coughs) Yes, Domino's has the best leftover pizza for breakfast. Pizza Hut. Schmacks. Eh. I don't really get Papa John's. Smacks when it's fresh, but isn't that great cold? Um, But things like Pasco's and like those kind of mom and pop shops usually aren't as good because they probably use less processed um, ingredients. So they're not made to be reheated again, but that's okay. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Oh, a bacon, a bacon onion, uh, leftover cold pizza for breakfast. You eat it cold, right? No, no, I heat them up. <laughs> okay, that's where the guilty <laughs> pleasure comes it's, it's, from. I, what? It's not even like I like it cold. I just like leftover microwave pizza, but like not microwave what? pizza, like baked and then cold and then microwaved pizza. Dude, it's delicious. <laughs> okay, this is where we're at a crossroads. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Oh my god. This is where um this is where we differ. This is where it makes it a guilty pleasure for you, Ty. I hate leftover microwave pizza. Do you think more people like cold? I think so. when it comes to leftover, yes. Obviously there might be more people who like fresh I'm, pizza more. I'm literally putting a poll on our Twitter right now. But in terms of leftover pizza, I dude, I hate it le- I hate it reheated. That's wild. I mean, it's my number 5. I'm putting a poll up right now and we're going to find out. Uh, let's hear your number four while I do this. My number four, Ty. I lost my list. Hold on. Oh, I know my number four. My number four is, and this is something I haven't done in a while because mostly they took away the games I would play, but it it is playing games on Facebook, Facebook games, <laughs> and cheating to win. My favorite thing to do back in the day, back in high school, they took the game off like three years ago. The price is right, Ty. You load up the price is right. You know, the whole the whole thing of the game is guessing the price of things. Well, they can only have so many items in the Price is Right game. Okay. So there was a website devoted to just giving you all the answers. <laughs> and I would I would hop on there, and I would perfectly guess every single answer every single time. I would always get to the showdown. I would always win the showdown. And this was just – this was after, like, weeks of me playing back in, like, middle school, elementary school, maybe even. I would play for like weeks. I never won. I never even got to the showcase. I was so bad at guessing the price of things because I was a kid. I didn't know how much things cost. So I just started cheating. And That's uh, fine. I got a lot of haters, a lot of people, a lot of doubters calling me a cheater in the chat. Didn't appreciate it. I got some supporters. There was this one person named Grandma. Her name on Facebook was literally just Grandma. <laughs> and uh, she supported me. I remember she was like, woo, go Jason in the chat because people were calling me a cheater. And I just love it, man. People get so upset. Same thing with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. They had a website with all the answers. I would just search the answer real quick, put it in, and I'd always win. And people would get pissed and call me a cheater, and they were absolutely correct. That's how you become a champion. 
<laughs> I loved it, dude. I loved it so much. Have you ever heard the story of the guy who like broke the prices right? I know there's a documentary on it. I, I don't know. I just know like the story of how he like studied the fuck out of it and they would reuse items or whatever. Yeah. So he knew the prices and guessed exactly right on the show. Like literally not a dollar off. Yeah. And they, he completely changed how they do like run the prices right and shit. Yeah. Drew Carey. In that episode, you could see he's like annoyed. Yeah. Like, he seems like he's like knows he's cheating or something. Yeah. No, he looks fucking pissed off. He's like, oh, perfectly. And then just walks away from the dude after like everything's going off. <laughs> like confetti's coming down. He just walks away from him. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that guy. There's a, I heard there's a good documentary on Netflix. I mean, that's probably where I saw it from. It was like a clip from the documentary. Yeah. But uh, that, that was would be you. me. That was you. <laughs> and it's funny because it's not fun at all cheating on these Facebook games, but it was absolutely so fun. Or another one, not Facebook, but it was on your phone, uh, Words with Friends. Okay. I was you a Words with Friends. Yeah. You're a terrible person. The scanner, you would. there was like a scanner app, so you'd take a screenshot and then you'd put in the scanner app and it would give you your best words possible. That's oh why I was so gosh. good at Words with Friends. That's terrible. I cheated at those kind of things. You could have been a better writer right now, Jay, if you wouldn't have cheated. <laughs> Speaking of writing, I'm getting a lot of a backlash from Boltbeat. What happened? Oh, my God. Okay, so Pro Football Focus tweeted. I love hearing when you get shit on by fucking people reading This one's articles. not even bad. No. <laughs> Pro Football Focus tweeted, which loss in your team's history hurt you the most? And I quote tweeted it with like an infamous Chargers loss when we missed that field goal in 2006. Whatever. And then I, I responded to the tweet under it. And I said, I just put, I will say I'm a bigger Dodger fan than a Charger fan. Game seven of the 2017 World Series is still my absolute lowest point or something like that. And people just started hating on me. So, like, a few people responded saying, give this account to someone else. Um, <laughs> get in the trash. Yeah, go ahead and give this account away. Throw up GIF. Shaking my head. And then I quote tweeted it. And I put, man, people are big mad about this with, like, a little ice guy emoji. Why can't I be a Dodger fan too? LOL. And uh, people just shit on me, bro. Let's see. Uh, I definitely feel like this page should be ran by someone who puts the Chargers first and not a baseball team. It's like, okay. Um, let's see. You need to be a fucking diehard Charger, Jason. This person put. You need to move to San Diego. Dodgers, ill. Because that's massive where the Chargers L. Are from. There were some mean ones. Did they delete them? Um. I think some people deleted them. <laughs> They're a little too feisty. Oh, well. That's brutal. That's not fun. I like seeing you get shut on when you read about Mike Trout not making the All-Star team. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Everyone just flip the fuck out on you. I just want to I just want to go back to our last thing. Uh, we have one vote for reheated. Zero for cold. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. Small sample size, but I'm winning. My number four guilty pleasure, Jason. Um, I I don't. This isn't bad. It's just I don't think a lot of people do it. This is definitely the baseball player player in me. I fucking always have sunflower seeds. Yeah, me too. I'm addicted to sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, good thing about sunflower seeds, I stopped vaping, and I just fucking killed bags of sunflower seeds. Now. There you go. It's fantastic. I, I had to slow down buying them because. I bought them a lot. And I'm going to have a heart condition with how much sodium I have. That's an that's why I stopped because one day I looked at like the nutritional facts on oh, a bag it's, of spits. It's, it's not good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I literally, I would have a bag in my car and every time I drove, I would fucking be eating seeds and I would drive down to school, downhill quakes. I would drive to the quakes, you know, have my bag of seeds and then in the quakes, fucking chew seeds all day. Yep. I would, you know, be doing the BP or whatever. I would chew two bags, like the small individual bags. Do two bags during BP, and then during the game, go through, like, four bags. 
on the drive home still be eating sunflower seeds, like eating sunflower seeds at home. It was bad. So it's I gotten, had to slow down. It's gotten to the point where I'll get like a sore from the fucking pepper from the seeds I'm having so much. Yeah. So I've also cut back, but it's definitely guilty pleasure. Yeah. I'm just always fucking killing sunflower seeds. Yeah. One day I looked at the nutrition facts. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have so many sunflower seeds. And then I'll just be doing something. I'll get like a pain in my chest. I'm like, oh, here it is. <laughs> That's my number four. Okay, Riley said out of my list that this wasn't a guilty pleasure, but I put it, I included it anyways, Ty. Fuck it. My number three, the black eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. I allow it. <coughs> Dude, I just... <laughs> the black eyed peas can't make a bad song, bro. They're, they make some bops. I've, any black eyed peas song. Remember there was that one black eyed peas song that I you, we played one day in the car? This was way back, like the junior year summer going into senior year okay it was the let's get it started uh-huh. song i don't know if you remember but we played it one day we went out to like dinner just the guys and we played it and then i didn't remember the name of the song and i was like trying so hard to remember it and then we went on the beach trip and i finally figured it out and i was like a big deal I remember from, don't know if you remember that no well yeah that happened it's a good song but the, their one d their one cd i think it was a Called 2008 or something? What was it called? The it one with the, the green face? Yeah. Fucking bops. That CD smacks. It, Dude. Also my, go back and like just listen to that album sometimes. Except my mom had it. Uh, the End. That's what it's called. My mom had it. You know, and this was the days before like iPods and everything. Well, maybe iPods were out, but we didn't have iPods. And my mom had the CD and she would pop it in on the way to school. And I would, you know, be singing that boom, boom, pow. Um, you I know. know. I had, just a little flex. I had the iPod with this on it, so uh, it's a little little flex on me. <sighs> boom, boom, pow! <laughs> All the songs on there. I got a feeling was on there. I think I'm a B was on there. Yep, I'm a B rocking like this. What, dude? They just they make good songs. I mean, if you even if you want to, you know, switch it up a little bit. Meet me halfway. Oh, that's a bop. Meet me halfway. Smacks. <laughs> that's a bop, dude. It's a great fucking song. They they can't make they can't make bad music, and. I know a lot of they're probably like they're probably like the Imagine Dragons of like 10 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like where their songs were like played out in mainstream media but no one really liked them. I loved them. They, they I was 10 years old and I loved them. I absolutely allow that as a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. <laughs> um my number let's see, my number 3. Yeah. All right, Ringling, that's an underrated song. Do you remember that song? Sorry. I do party all the time they're all good songs okay here's the deal jason stuttering it's fine my number three we need to turn the light on it's getting dark in here my number three star wars episode two and three now alone turn the light on while you talk alone i don't think these are super guilty pleasure movies not at all where it switches for me and people are gonna get mad at me i absolutely enjoy these movies 100 percent more than the originals and they're bad movies. Tyler. Two is much worse than three. That is a sin. They're just my guilty pleasure. I haven't seen them, so I can't really say anything. I know anyone who likes Star Wars thinks that's absurd, but I'm I'm sorry. I think the other movies legitimately are better, but these are my favorite. Because they pr- probably intersected with the time of your life, reminiscent, had better graphics, more lightsaber battles. That's no, that's literally it. It's just lightsaber battles. <laughs> the other ones like lightsaber battles, like they're there. They aren't that cool, but this is like, hey, we got technology now. Let's do some flips and shit. There's just so many fucking Jedi. 
Was there more lightsaber battles in the first three than the most recent three? Because I feel like there wasn't that many lightsaber battles in the most 100%. recent three. No, 100%. Because the first three, like, there's all the Jedi and shit. And then after that, like, they all get killed off. So not a lot mm-hmm. of people use lightsabers. But in these, there's just big-ass fucking battles. Bunch of people with lightsabers. That's awesome. And that's what I like about Star Wars. That's awesome. They were better in the Lego, the Lego Star Wars game. The first three, because it was, you know, based on each movie. The first three were better than the four, five, and six. Fucking lightsabers. It's the best thing about Star Wars. Yeah. Give me more of that. The movies get better. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes doesn't say that, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. We've talked about Star Wars before, though. I, Star Wars is like the one franchise where I feel like its own fans, like they hate it more than they love it. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I don't know. But these movies are, they are bad movies. They are my favorite movies, though. And that's why they're my guilty pleasures. What's your number one Star Wars movie? Number three? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's fucking awesome. Bro. It's my favorite to watch. I don't think it's the best one. I think episode five is the best Star Wars. Okay. It, three is 100% my favorite, though. It's not even close. We could have just done a list of all the movies that my dad loves, and those those are all guilty pleasures. Not for me. <laughs> like uh, the Playing With Fire John Cena movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Ty. My number two. You know I do this. I don't know if all the listeners know I do this. Certain people do. Probably everyone who listens to this does, let's be honest. Um, my number two is another food-related item. Okay. It is something... I mean, is it food? It is something weird that I put on something. Okay. Do you know what that is? Um, I don't... Ketchups on pancakes? Yes. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> my number it's two so guilty pleasure is putting ketchup on pancakes, Ty. Look, before you, before you know shun listening at home, try it. I'm not... If I get a big plate of pancakes, which I never get because I'm not a huge pancake fan as it is, I don't just douse it with ketchup. I'll eat them normally, get some syrup. But there's two things I like to do. One is if I get a big pancake, we're eating breakfast at home. I take one big pancake. I take another big pancake. I put some hash browns on one pancake, put some bacon, and then drizzle that in ketchup. Oh, God. In between the two pancakes, make a pancake sandwich. Delicious. With the ketchup. Mm. Spicy ketchup from Baker's is even better. The other thing I love to do, and this is where my love for it started, and everyone needs to try this. I don't care who you are. You have not lived till you try this. You get the Krusty's mini frozen pancakes. <laughs> 48 comes in a box. I don't even know if they still make them. You heat about eight of them up for, I think it was like 45 seconds, if I remember correctly. And you put ketchup on them. And they are so delicious. You've got to get the time right, though. Because if you heat them up too long, they get hard. If you don't heat them up enough. Or if you don't heat them up enough, they're too hard. If you heat them up too long, they're too hard. It's just like a perfect middle ground where they're nice and soft. I would eat that with some with some uh, hash browns, some sausage, ketchup on all of the items. Oh, that was my meal growing up, man. I got a question for you. What's up? Do you think we've hit the ceiling of microwave technology? <laughs> That's random. I was um, just thinking about it. You're telling me times, and this is obviously from when you're a child. I was just thinking, I'm, I don't think it's gotten faster to microwave things in the past 10 years. We've got like flat screen it, TVs and smartphones, but our microwaves are still stupid. Is it possible to go faster? I, that's what I'm asking. Have we hit the ceiling of microwave technology? <laughs> that's a question I was not prepared for. <laughs> it just came to me, and we got nothing else to talk about. We need to find... I'm asking a, these questions today. We need to find a microwave technician and ask him this question. <laughs> microwave technician. Because I feel like uh, it still takes forever to heat things up. Yeah, I don't know, Ty. Like something like a frozen meal? That's going to take you a few minutes. I think it took just as long... <laughs> 15 years ago. 2005 microwaves compared to 2020 microwaves. I think maybe the new ones are nicer. They're fancier. I don't think they heat things up better. 
Dude, that's a great question. That's a really good question. I feel like we could have a whole episode on that. I don't even know. I... <laughs> I'm going to change my Steam name to that, Ty. <laughs> I found a picture of a guy just working on a microwave. My name's just going to be, have we reached our microwave ceiling? Or what was? how did you word it? The limit of microwave technology. <laughs> <laughs> have we reached the limit of microwave technology? <laughs> With this picture of this guy working on a microwave. I love it. There's got to... I don't know. I don't know how microwaves work. Well, those are one of those things in life. Like, I know there's a science to it. I know, like, how rate, like frequency waves and all that work. But, like, the actual process of heating things up, I know it has something to do with, like, shaking the electrons, whatever. But I've just so. accepted that I'll never fully understand. He's <laughs> <laughs> just giving up on that part. Like, why does foil explode? I'm sure I could watch, like, a five-minute YouTube video and it'll tell me. I No. I don't know. Like, you, they, you just put it in this fucking box. Yeah. It just rolls around and you open it and the box isn't cold or hot. <laughs> And you open it up, and it's not hot on the inside. It's not like an oven. What happens if you microwave your skin? Probably bad things. We should cut off a hand and microwave it. I know if you microwave your balls, you get cancer. <laughs> that from South Park. Call back to last week's episode. Microwave skin. <laughs> microwave. Microwave burn. Microwave burn. Let's see. Oh, there's a picture of a kid just throwing his hand in a microwave. <laughs> Great parenting. <laughs> oh my God, her face is yeah, all messed up. How do you microwave up. your face? Oh, egg explodes. That's just an explosion. That's not what I'm. I'm talking about. I, if I after my, two microwave boiled egg. Oh, <laughs> if I could put my hand in a microwave and start it, does the door need to be closed for it to work too? Because like I well, know there's safety things, but like what happens if the door's open? Do microwaves just go running around the fucking kitchen? <laughs> Like, am I going to leave the microwave open, hit start, come back, and there's going to be – my loaf of bread is now just toasted. <laughs> Woman left with horrific burns from popular microwave cooking hack. Woman has been scarred from her, her, horrific facial burns after she tried to make a poached egg in the microwave. Oh, so I'm guessing the egg just exploded. But when she tried to get out of the cup, the cooked eggs sprayed scalding steam into her face. Oh. Yeah, see, these are like – you do something and then you get hurt because of it. I just want to see what happens when you what man versus microwave. If I was microwaved, um, here's what here, good example, a uh, good article by Food Beast. Here's exactly what happens if you microwave yourself. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, oh, it's a video. Ugh. I just want pictures. As you can see from the video, definitely do not try this at home. Modern, modern microwave ovens will cause your skin to heat up and your retinas to burn. Your blood will curdle and cause you to cook from the inside out. Finally, you'll get 100% body burn and die from shock. I got dark. <laughs> I was thinking like a rash, put some ointment on it, be good in a week. Dude, these are killing machines. I'm surprised they haven't tried to use this in war somehow. Like microwave. You know, if they take away our guns, people are just going to start using microwaves. <laughs> oh, God. So keep an eye out. Oh, ketchup on pancakes is my number two. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> my number two, Jason, uh, very similar to the Star Wars episode uh, two and three. <laughs> Fast and Furious one through five slash Need for Speed. <laughs> Just any absurd racing movies that... Just accept all the Fast no, and Furious no, movies. I, Stop. I very hard limit on five. Stop. Very hard limit on five. Stop. Stop Aggressive half limit. Aggressive limit. I don't like how you half I've, accept it. I've stayed consistent with it. It'd be one thing if I jumped around the entire time, though, from when we started this pod, I've stayed consistent. I feel like you, I feel like it's become a bit, though. <laughs> it, it's, I enjoy those movies, and then after five, they're shit. 
Have you even tried? Yeah. No, I've seen them all. <laughs> I feel like you mildly disliked them, and it's become a bit where you're just full I, on shit no, on them. They are absurd. <laughs> They're so absurd. Not as absurd as lightsaber battles. I mean, but that's accepted. <laughs> Why? The first Star Wars is like, hey, we got weird shit going on. Accept it. <laughs> Galaxy far, far away. First Fast and Furious is like, hey, we're going to race Honda Civics. I do that. <laughs> I don't have a lightsaber, Jay. So we could say that maybe uh, Fast and Furious is the better all-around franchise in Star Wars because they evolved. They, mean, they didn't just stick to one thing. Yeah. And I guarantee Fast and the Furious fans, like my father, love Fast and the Furious more than Star Wars fans love Star Wars. Nah. Dude, Star Wars fans hate Star they Wars. They hate the movies, but they love Star Wars. That, that doesn't make this, sense to let's me. Let's get this very straight. That they love Star Wars. That doesn't make sense to me. I, they don't like the movies. They fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> as, as much as it doesn't make sense, it's the truth. Oh, I don't know. Riley has a coworker who's like a diehard Star Wars fan. I think he loves them all, so and he's one of the few. I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know if it's the comic. I know the TV shows are good. Yeah. Um, Star Wars fans love Star Wars Jay. Let's be very clear. And about you that. love every Fast and the Furious movie ever made. One through five. And Need for Speed. I threw it on there. I feel like two of the wor- the two worst ones are two and three. Fast and Furious? Yeah. Two is incredible. Have you seen two recently? I've seen bits and chunks of it. It's fucking fantastic, Jay. <laughs> it's like the second best one. <laughs> I think it goes five and then two. Number three, I, I've only seen a couple of times, but it's got drifting, and drifting's fucking awesome. I'm trying to see what the Rotten Tomatoes uh, ranking is. Oh, wow, they're making... Oh, Fast 9 It's coming out next year. Why can't? It's supposed to already be out, I think. I mean, it's okay, so it's only got a 36% around tomatoes. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, I do not care. Literally, the four, oh, the only four rotten ones were the first four. And then after five, once they started getting five and beyond, once they started getting crazy, better reviews. Critics don't get it, bro. <laughs> Critics are just fucking nerds with pens and paper. They don't know about fucking cars. Once they shied away from cars, that's when they started liking them. Fucking nerdy ass movie critic. Oh my god. I just love it because it's like opposite what you would think it would be. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I didn't know that. But yeah, those are my guilty pleasures at number two. See, I feel like that's not a traditional guilty pleasure. It's only a guilty pleasure to you because you've taken a strong stance against hating the They're bad. Ones. Oh, you just said the four <laughs> rotten ones are one through four, that's and those true. are the ones I that's like. That's true. That's true. I know Need for Speed has a terrible score, but that one. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> see what it is. Need for Speed. I think it was your most underrated movie. Or one of you. It was in your top five like most underrated movies when we did that list. We did something. 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's fucking good, dude. <laughs> 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. 94% like this movie. Google users. <laughs> what's happening here? Tell you what's happening. Nerdy ass movie critics. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they liked Ford versus Ferrari. That's about cars. That's a fantastic movie, though. That's a lot more than cars. That's about life, Jason. <laughs> All right, my number one, Ty, I alluded to it. Pretty disgusting. A lot of people would say it's very disgusting. Um, I've gotten backlash about this before by openly supporting this. Um, it is something that I'm worried will go out of business during this coronavirus pandemic. Um, it's Sabaro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck you were t- uh, like bringing up. I don't think I've ever had it. Sabaro is a top five 
fast food establishment, fat, fat, top five food establishment period. And people are going to hate that. I did a bolt beat thing. That's, that's just objectively not true. When there was, there was like a poll of like, do your, or a tournament bracket of like ranking all the fast food places, whatever. I had Sbarro in my final four. How do you losing. spell it? S-B-A-R-R-O. Um, the trick with Sbarro is you don't get their pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you get their spaghetti meatballs, Ty. Their spaghetti meatballs with their breadsticks, extra breadsticks on the side, dip the breadsticks in the marinara sauce. Dude, smacks, Ty. Every time I go to Vegas, I have Sbarro about three times. Like every other day, I have Sbarro. It is so delicious. It make they make better spaghetti than my mother. Sorry, mom. Oh shit. Sorry, mom. Better Sp- than mama's home cooking. It, I would prefer Sbarro over Olive Garden. That's I. I've never had it, so I cannot disagree. I feel like it's an absurd statement. A lot of people hate Sbarro. Like most people, like I feel like I'm the only person in America that actually likes Sabaro. Like there's a Sabaro fan club, and I am one of one. I feel like yeah. it's one of those things where people are like, "Well, I need something quick. Let me just get a slice of pizza," or they're drunk in Vegas or something. And I love it, man. I freaking love it. I I think they spelt their name weird because their name was already taken by a car company. <laughs> what do you mean, Subaru? <laughs> No, they're the founders. That was their last name. No, no, no. Sabaro. Subaru. But their last name was S B A R R O. I don't care. It was founded in uh, Brooklyn sixty four years ago. They make two hundred thirty six million dollars in revenue. That's a lot of revenue, Ty. I guarantee I count for half. Two hundred thirty six million in revenue in twenty seventeen. I feel like is that a lot for a um, let's, let's just food look. court exclusive place? Pretty much. Well, I feel like that's good. Hot dog on a stick. What did you say? Sabaro kills hot dog on a stick. That's a dude. That's a good. What um, year was that? 2017. That's a good um, podcast idea. Let's just rank all the food court places. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> There's nothing like eating in a food court. I love eating in a food court. Um. Oh wow. What? Blow hot dog on a stick out of the water. <laughs> Eleven million oh, annual sh- revenue. Oh my god. <laughs> see sabaro baby i mean i don't know if i'm on a good website here if that's true or not but it's the first one i clicked on let's do like olive garden because they obviously are dining so they have to make more revenue a hot dog on a stick may have gone bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> i can see why i've never had it <laughs> oh wow olive garden made 3.94 billion <laughs> yeah no, that sounds right <laughs> what's another food po- like panda express but that's outside of there, food yeah they're too. everywhere charlie's Charlie's is, I think, like a mall exclusive. Charlie's, Philly, Steaks, Revenue, Fucking 2017. Mac. I'm not a big Charlie's guy. Those are my absolute go-to. That's my Sabaro. I, it's not bad. No, it's not. It's delicious. Um, I mean, in 2016, they only did 362,000. That can't be right. They're growing. I don't know when they opened. That can't be right. They're so expensive. No, that's not right. That's not right. I, I disagree with that article. I misinterpreted it. I don't see. It um, expect to close 2017 $500 million. Shit. So. Double that of Sabaro. Charlie's is okay. I feel like it's not that great, though. If I'm being honest. Wow. What? 
You would think you would think a a Philly cheesesteak place, really famous, be opened by some guy from Philly. No. Korean immigrant. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that headline. Good for him. He just said, "Hey, this schmacks. Let me make half a billion dollars every year." Well, the people that have Philly steaks that open the that have the Philly steak place right here, they're uh, Asian. I don't know what you know. That place is better than Charlie's. Philly steak and no, stuff right here. It's not. No, no. Ty. Objectively, it's not. No, that place is all right. Philly steak and steak and stuff is delicious. Yeah, Philly steak and stuff is delicious. That's what you just the, said. The Charlie's steak and stuff. No, Philly delicious. steak and stuff is so much better. No, objectively, so, no. Ty, you're in the minority on that one. No way. I, am. I will ask everyone we've had Philly steak with. I'm. We can do a sit down. <laughs> we'll go side by side. Order a couple sandwiches. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell what the Philly. Oh, you know what I like doing with the Philly steak sandwich. From anywhere? Is it ketchup? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Am I on my number one? Yeah, you are. (laughs) My number one guilty pleasure, Jason. And I mean, it it is what it is. I've accepted it. I feel ashamed. Sometimes clicking on certain ones. Uh, Watching Minecraft videos on YouTube. That's not the guilty pleasure. It's absolutely guilty pleasure. I watch Minecraft videos. And it's just this... This this twelve year old is just so much better than me, and he just makes these badass things. That's true. You're like, it's always right, this nerdy little kid who just, and I just love him. I let's, love watching Minecraft. Let's videos. learn how to build a a, a nice house or something. I, An igloo. I watched one today where this guy went on Fiverr and paid people to make him Minecraft houses. I've seen one of those before. It was incredible. <laughs> paid three hundred dollars for a castle. I, I think I saw I saw that video on my recommended. It's incredible. <laughs> I watch him. I usually watch him when I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> that's like my that's my uh, like last resort bored as shit at work time for minecraft videos <laughs> i i don't think it's a guilty pleasure ty i think it's okay i appreciate that like, i definitely think it's a guilty pleasure and i enjoy it and i've uh, accepted it that was something i feel like like everyone in high school like secretly like for some reason minecraft in high school was something that like no one wanted to be known that they played but i feel like everyone did you know what i mean there's a chance it's fucking huge game is it the biggest game? It's got to be. Because I remember, like, Jared Denisi, for example. Name drop. He was showing me something on his phone, and he got an email from YouTube about, like, you know, like, oh, so-and-so has it is uploaded. Dude, I have the hiccups. Jeez. It beat out GTA Five by, like, 70 million, which is a lot. And uh, Jared Denisi was a Minecrafter, and he, like, denied it viciously when I saw it. I used to have it on my phone and just play it all the time at school. Yeah, I got into it. I first got into it. Funny fact, we got into it in middle school on our phones. That's what we got. Our first Minecraft was phones. Yep. And then me and you played computer, I think, in like eighth grade maybe. Go on servers. And then we got on console. Like most kids nowadays start console and eventually go to computer. Um, But I remember like there was this very specific, uh, those little glade fresheners you plug in the wall that spray every so often or whatever. (laughs) Okay. There was a very specific one that my mom had, like we had in our house at the time, when we went through our first Minecraft phase where we would just like come home after school at my house or whatever, like on the weekend and just play Minecraft on our phones. And whenever I smell that smell, that's the first thing I think of every single time. It's like some strawberry glade or something. Every single time. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very smell oriented. That's fine. Like I'll smell something and I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life. And every time I smell a smell similar, it's like I can Flashbacks. literally takes me back. People have photogram- photographic memory. You have smellographic. Nose- I do. Memory. We had senses in here or the same thing, the air wicks. 
And I thought it was new apartment smell, but it was actually like these Airwicks they put in here. And, you know, I was very sad when I first moved out. You know, it was, it was a sad moment in my life. And I hate that smell now. Like, I found out it was the air fresheners, you know, because I, I, like, smelt one, like, up close. And I was like, oh, it's this fucking thing. And if I ever smell that air freshener again, it's going to put me in a terribly bad mood. I think so. I think what needs to happen here is Riley needs to take advantage of this. And whenever you cook dinner, she needs to, like, plug in a certain thing that smells super good. She doesn't feel like making dinner. She just plugs that in. You're like, yeah, I think I'll make dinner tonight, babe. <laughs> I make dinner every night as is. <laughs> no, it's a team effort. She's listening to this. Completely fuck with you, though. No, yeah. Minecraft is the number one. It's got 200 million sales. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, 130. Can you guess what third is? Because what the fuck? It is a mobile platform. I'll even say EA Mobile. Is it Madden Mobile? Fucking Tetris. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could see that. Tetris is big, bro. Like competitive Tetris, hundred million. Yeah, competitive I, Tetris is big. Wild. Do you remember the days of uh, playing the Dream League on our phone? That was fun. Oh, In soccer? high school, yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. That was fun. Just have Ebra hitting fucking bangers, bro, from like <laughs> midfield. Um, did you hear GTA was free on the Epic Games Store last week? Was it? Yeah, for computer. Well, oh, that reminds me. Civilization's free right now, and I've never played it, and Conrad said I'd like it, so I'm going to try it. Oh, yeah, that's also on the Epic Game Store. I don't understand what the Epic Game Store is. It's like Steam, but it's where you get Epic Games, so that's where you get Fortnite from on the laptop. Yeah, so how did they get GTA for free? Not a clue in the world. I don't know. I know. I, I think I might download Civil- Civilization. We should do it. Try it. Seems like it'd be fun. Damn, it's sixty dollars. I'm definitely gonna download it just so I don't regret and then sell it your later. Account. <laughs> Do some flipping here. Just so I don't regret it later. I don't know. I'm a Counter Strike player. I'm an MLB player slash Counter. Ty, we played the other no, night, dude. I don't. Never again. You don't want to hear how good I did? Let me hear. I went first game. It was just me and Brandon. It was actually not even the night. It was like middle of the day. It was a few days ago, and I went. I topped. I think I went like 28 and 12 or something with like 62 points. Something. It's very unlike you. I topped. Dude, when we play just silver ones, I do so fucking good, Ty. But that's the thing for me is it's like silver ones, very fun game. Silver one and a half, I'm bottom and I have a miserable time. (laughs) And then uh, we played another game. I think I middled, but I went like 18 and 12 or something. There was one round, Ty. It looked like I was hacking. I might. Someone might have reported me. (laughs) I don't know how I did it. I was just sitting bench, right, on B-Site, on Mirage, and they're coming out of apps. Or no, I wasn't sitting bench. I was, like, where the van was. <laughs> the listeners who don't play Counter-Strike have no idea. That's fine. But I wasn't on van. I was just, like, on the floor right there. So kind of, I always like holding that angle because you could see their heads before they could see you. Yep. And I just had my pistol. It was pistol round. And I just saw their heads first, and I popped, and three of them just, like, flooded out. And I just went pop, 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 <laughs> three shots, three headshots. And I went crazy. Legend shit. Did you clip it? No, I don't know how to do that. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> It's good shit. I always have one or two rounds where I get three or four kills, and then I just yeah, that's Tyler. nothing, absolutely nothing the rest of the time. Tyler gets three, two aces, and goes ten and twenty. Tyler gets two aces and finishes with like seven kills somehow. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's because I disconnect and get negative every fucking round. <laughs> that was fun. Sabaro guilty though. pleasures. Sabaro, man, I love yeah. it. If you've never had it, you're truly missing out. Ty. It's Charlie's. I'm, why would I get that when Charlie's is right across the food Okay, court? next time we, we're ever at a mall together, I'll get Charlie's, you get Sabaro, and then we'll just both be sitting there like kind of pissed off that Jealous. we didn't get what we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
we have another list. Three more lists. Three yep. sports. Five players. And I just, I just went favorite. I was just feeling like talking about some of our favorite players of our life. Don't have to be playing now. Yeah. They can be. They don't have to be. And uh, we're going to start with NBA, Jason. Because I feel like that's both of our third sport here. You don't know me. Uh, let's let's discuss then. So our five favorite NBA players of all time? Yeah. Uh, number five for me is Jeremy Lin. Okay. That was the random I like one that I told pick. you. I like um, that. I don't really like him anymore. But when Lin Sanity was... Uh, I think he's playing in China. He was on the Lakers for a little while. That was cool. Uh, I think he played last year. He was on the Raptors, actually. He did play last year. He won a ring. Now he's in China, I think. Look um, at that. Anyways, when Lin Sanity was going on, bro, like I've seen some basketball traditionalists or whatever on Twitter that are like, oh, that's the most overrated thing in basketball. I just saw that the other day, actually. Dude, it was electric. Who cares? He had like a two-week run where he like looked unstoppable, and he literally came out of nowhere. There was the stories on where he didn't even have a house. He was like literally <laughs> sleeping on his teammates' couches because he was just like in the G League and you know whatever, and uh, bouncing from team to team. And just like that two-week period, I think he dropped like fifty on the Lakers. It was incredible. Like, it was awesome. That's like when I first like really got hooked into basketball. Like that is awesome. What the heck was that? Did you hear that? I did. Sound like a dog getting tortured. Do you have a dog? I hope not. Um, but Lin Sanity, greatest thing to ever happen, Ty. It's fucking awesome. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. I'm on the Wikipedia. Oh, Linsanity. I don't see 48 days. I didn't see <laughs> points, but yeah, whatever. No, that's, that's a great pick. I I like that pick. Uh, for me, number five. <laughs> now, here's the thing. This player's prime was probably before I really cared or watched basketball. Um, But everyone knows who he is, and he's the most entertaining highlight tapes you've ever seen in your entire life. That's Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. I love Shaq outside of basketball. He probably should have made my list, but and that's the thing is, I just love Shaq. And no, I didn't get to watch like you know Magic Shaq, like watching the Last Dance or whatever, yeah. like early Shaq, whatever. But or everyone even knows early Lakers Shaq. You didn't really get to watch either. That's what I'm saying. Like everyone knows who Shaq is, and if you're on Twitter, I mean, no one, everyone's bored of shit right now. Plenty of highlights of Shaq going around, just dragging yeah. his big black balls across people's faces. He's <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely just demolishing people. He's the largest human being I've ever yeah. seen on a basketball court. Dude, he if he uh, it's truly unfair. If he played in like the Wilt Chamberlain area era, because Wilt Chamberlain averaged like fifty. Yeah, no, he, he's unstoppable. Um, Shaq would average like seventy. <laughs> yeah, he like you just watch some of these videos, and it's just the biggest grown man you've ever seen getting thrown around like fucking ragdolls. As Shaq just backs his ass up and dunks on him, and he didn't really like work out in the offseason that much either. He's just Shaq. He's a big motherfucker. Imagine. He just wears a size eighteen shoe and casually dunks the fucking basketball in your face. My number four tie is, uh, I think he's your number one, so I'm sorry about that. It's Blake Griffin. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't, like, necessarily love Blake Griffin, but he's made a lot of cool dunks. Um, he kind of, you know, he came up when we were, when I was, like, kind of really getting into basketball. He dunked over a Kia. He's really Never funny forget. outside of basketball with part of my take and just everything. He's been on, like, Comedy Central roasts and shit. Yeah. And, like, roast people. He's just a funny guy, and that's all we can say about him for now. What's your number four? My number four, Jason, is uh, a man who I don't really like him on the basketball court. Okay. I fucking love him on YouTube, and that's Kyrie Irving for Uncle <laughs> Drew. A U- oh, okay. I've, uh, Uncle Drew. 
Uncle Legendary Drew, shit. Yeah. I've never even seen the movie. I was so I love those videos, no, no, but I, I never no. watched the movie. No, no, we aren't watching the movie. Maybe we need to watch the movie and do a movie scale. That's actually not a bad idea, though. <laughs> we got nothing else to do. We could find it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's on. I think it's Riley might have it on Voodoo. Oh no, she doesn't have it on Voodoo. I think it's on something though. Well, we could find it for sure. We might have to do that because the like the original Uncle Drew videos, him just dressed up as an old man going out there, and then Kevin Love did a couple, just like other NBA stars going out there. Yeah, it's absolutely just wrecking people on the street. Yeah. Very entertaining. Probably fake. Yeah, but that's fine. It's super entertaining. Uh, it's $4 on Voodoo, $4 on Amazon Prime, $4 on YouTube. I'm willing to invest in this pot. <laughs> How much money do we have left over from our ads? <laughs> Might have we can't, we can't disclose that info, information. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's like $4. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, number four for me. It's like exactly $4. I, I don't even want to say Kyrie Irving, though, because I don't really like Uncle him. Uncle Drew. Just say Uncle yeah, Drew. Yeah, just Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew's in number four. That's yes. fine. My number three tie is a player who's only played, like, I think 20 games in the league. That's Zion Williamson. The guy you say he's a bust. I don't hate it. Um, As a lifelong Pelicans fan since 2019, um, he's the guy that really got me into the team. I don't hate it. Um, You know, my my start of my – the start of my love for the fan – the team and my fandom started with Zion. And, you know, he's always going to hold a special place in my heart for the two years that I actually pretend to support the Pelicans. I'll tell you what. Until Lonzo Ball leaves. Most exciting basketball I can remember, recent history – Fourth quarter is Zion's debut. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Knocked down like three threes in a row. Incredible. Yeah. Just went the fuck off. He's special, man. If he stays healthy, which I know you're on the bus. bus uh, I want him to stay healthy. I want him to. <laughs> he's going to. Dude, he's already averaging 23, pretty much 23, 7 and 2. Half a season. 19 years old. He's incredible. Only 19 games, but still. He's incredible. Yeah, he is. I love watching him. That's a very good pick. He didn't make my list because he's a little, he's a little young. I didn't want some recency bias, but I love it. Thank you, Ty. He was born in two thousand. Damn, really? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Ty, there is fourteen players in the NBA right now that were born in two thousand. The fuck are we doing? Talking about him? <laughs> I'm way too short for the NBA, anyways. So, um, yeah, that's true. Number three on my list, it's, it's LeBron. Okay, he's just, he's just so fucking good. All so right. entertaining. Just dominates people. Yeah. We can move face on. Face of basketball. My number two tie, guy I just mentioned, I didn't want to mention him before I got to him. It's Lonzo Ball. I love it. The true reason why I became a New Orleans Pelicans fan. Um, Lonzo, I remember watching his highlight tapes when he was at Chino Hills when we were juniors in high school. We were, I was watching an Avid. I want to say it was Sebastian, but it might have been, um, what was that kid's name? Jesus. But we were watching like his highlights, and it's like, oh, that kid's close to us. That's cool. And they, you know, they had the Ball Brothers or whatever. That's when we were seniors, and like they were kind of popular because they like dominated, you know, and they're beating everyone. They won state and everything. Mm-hmm. And just him being so close to home and literally graduating high school the same year as us, like, it just it was the first player in pro sports, you know, because in football they go to college for they have to go for three years, I believe, or maybe two. Yeah. Baseball they don't go to the pros right away, even if they're drafted out of high school. I mean, nineteen is the fucking bare bare minimum you'll see. Someone. And that's Bryce Harper, yeah. yeah. Lonzo, he really was like the first, you know, prominent athlete, you know, and people who drafted along with him that graduated high school at the same time as us, and he was so close to home, he was an hour away. Yeah. He went to high school where my grandfather lives, you know what I mean? Like my, my cousins who played sports, not basketball, but played sports down there, played Chino Hills and other sports. Like it's just crazy. And that's why I've always been a Lonzo fan. And he's underrated as hell. Absolutely. I saw some tweet the other day. It was like, I judge your basketball IQ on your opinion, Alonzo ball. I saw that. I was like, I love it. (laughs) Fucking love it. Uh, That's a great pick. My, uh, my number two, uh, 
is Kobe. Yeah, he didn't make my top five. You've n- you've never been a big Kobe fan. He's cool. I like Kobe. Um, rest in peace. It's it's Kobe though. Yeah. I fucking love Kobe. The Black Mamba. There's 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 no one like Kobe, especially growing up in Southern California. Uh, there is where someone everyone's like Kobe. a fucking Lakers fan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, not for us though. <laughs> he is old. our he's our Michael Jordan. Hundred percent. And LeBron's probably a little little younger than us. They're Michael Jordan. And probably the the Michael Jordan after No, you this. know who I think the Michael Jordan is for kids right now? Not saying he's as good as Michael Jordan or even Kobe Bryant, but just like in terms of popularity. Like he's gonna be the most popular player in the league in like three years. He's already one of the most popular. Giannis? Steph Curry. You think? Kids love Steph Curry, Ty. You think? When I worked at fans, Steph Curry had the number one like selling like kids' jerseys. Um Lakers still like one with the adults, but like so many kids came in like wanting Steph Curry jerseys and it was always like the dad like yeah we, he was a Laker fan and then Steph Curry you know and I mean I, I don't hate it man changed the game kids love Steph Curry I'm telling you I don't know if there was like a an influx of big man after Shaq there's been nothing but three-point shooters after Curry well yeah I don't he, think he gets enough love for how much he changed the face basketball well it was changing at the same time he was just the perfect guy to come along during the change and really accelerate it I again I think him and the Warriors changed basketball. Yeah. And he definitely led that. Yeah, a lot of people hate it now, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Because it's just a three-point shooting contest. It's not fun. I'd much rather watch highlight tapes of Shaq <laughs> dunking in people's face. Uh, my number one's LeBron James, the greatest basketball player to ever live. Better than Michael Jordan. Um, just kidding. He's not better than Michael Jordan. Um, but it's, LeBron's great. I've always been a LeBron fan. You know, when I was younger... I always kind of like I liked the I said I liked the Lakers, but I always liked LeBron more. And I remember someone told me I don't remember who it was that I couldn't like LeBron and be a Laker fan. So that's I was correct. like, screw it, I'm not a Laker fan then. And that's kind of where my disdain for Kobe started. You drew your line in the sand. Yeah, you <laughs> like, said I stand with LeBron. Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, bro, I've said it before. I probably said it on this podcast. The only time in my life where I, the team I was legitimately rooting for actually won it all. Was when he was in Cleveland. When he was in Miami, like, I was kind of rooting for him, but it wasn't as cool of a story. So I was kind of like, I'm happy for you, dog, but you kind of took the bitch route. But when he went back to Cleveland and he won that championship, bro, my palms were sweaty. I, like, cheered verbally. I was hyped. It's good shit. LeBron's my favorite basketball player. I'm a LeBron James fan. He's top three for me. If he became to the Pelicans, ooh, boy. I mean, I'd love it. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you definitely took my number one. It's Blake Griffin. <laughs> I knew it did. He's always been my favorite basketball player. As soon as he dunked over that Kia, <laughs> he's just the fucking alley-oop with Chris Paul. Fuck Chris Paul, by the way. Dude seems like a dick. Okay. But Blake Griffin. <laughs> um, He's what made you a bandwagon Clipper fan 100%. for like three years. 100%. <laughs> I was a Lakers fan and then a Clippers fan and now a diehard Pelicans fan. <laughs> I follow my players. <laughs> basketball, though, is it's like that more than any other sport. Like, not just with us, but just in terms of players. Like... It's more player forward than any other league. And, you know, people like the players and the brands more than the teams sometimes. And I think that's the thing with basketball, though, is you look at when LeBron won in Cleveland, his team was fucking terrible. You just get a superstar, you're automatically a contender. Well, no, they had Kyrie and Kevin Love. Oh, the one after that, where you just had fucking J.R. Smith and no one else. Well, yeah, he had Kevin Love. Kevin Love was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It was after Kyrie got traded. And you look at that, and the superstars can't carry a team to the playoffs. I mean, you're not going to win without some help. Yeah. But you can carry a team to the fucking playoffs in basketball. You look at baseball. Yeah, Mike Trout and your team, he did not make the playoffs for a lot of years. <laughs> Never won a playoff game. Let's not forget, Ty. I'm, I don't. I don't. Um, but that's the thing with basketball. And I, I fucking love those Clippers. I love the Lob City Clippers. Yeah. 
They were electric, bro. Absolutely must. You know who's the new Lob City Clippers? Who? The Pelicans. They Lonzo are. Lonzo Zion. Zion. Yeah. And, and um, Brandon oh, Ingram. No, not Brandon Josh Ingram. Hart. No, another rookie. Jackson Hayes. I think it is Jackson Hayes. Center. He's had some fucking nice dunks too. Yeah. And it was. I think. It was, I think it is him. He's entertaining. They're fucking great. Yeah. I love the Pelicans. That's I th- anyone who does alley oops consistently. <laughs> they've got my heart. So. <laughs> so you're just a diehard uh, Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> fan. Yes. <laughs> I don't love the sport. I love alley <laughs> All right. Number five of my NFL list, Ty. Let's do Switching it. Switching over sports. Number five is a current player. He's only been in the league for two years, but I love him. He's going to be the first new Charger jersey that I buy besides Joe Reed. They won't sell Joe Reed jerseys, let's be honest. That's Derwin James. Just okay. a versatile, can-do-it-all defensive player. He plays safety, but he lines up at linebacker. He plays. I think he plays some slot corner a handful of times, but he literally lines up anywhere. Rushes the quarterback, plays in coverage, man-to-man, everything, does everything. He's going to be the best safety of this decade. Mark it down right now. When we do all-decade lists for the 2020s and 10 years, when we're 32-year-old men, 31-year-old men, Derwin James is going to be on that list. Okay. Bold prediction. I like it. Thank you, Ty. My number five, no longer playing. Um, this was kind of before I was that into football, too. Okay. Um, but when you did watch, or when I did watch, I never miss this guy. And that's okay. Troy Palomalo. Oh, just having good that one. curly hair coming out the back. Good one. Just absolutely dominant, dominant player in the secondary. Yeah. Lit people the fuck up. Have you ever heard that Pat McAfee story? It's nope. kind of famous on YouTube. You've never heard it? Oh, is that the, he's the punter who got fucking laid out by Troy Palomalo? No, you got to watch it. It's like his number one watch YouTube video. He is the punter, but he was going to run like a fake field goal, and he had this whole intricate plan. And then for some reason, Palomalo like lined up somewhere else to uh kind of like disrupt the go like fake field goal or whatever you gotta watch uh mcafee's video about it it's funny it's just the way he tells the story not to watch it then yeah dude's fucking entertaining yeah mcafee he should have made my list he didn't honestly <laughs> um yeah troy balmalo though loves old spice commercials That's a good one yeah not old spice head and shoulders head and shoulders <laughs> i'm a user of head and shoulders so but i really I have head and it. shoulders with old spice is where i got mixed up there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah troy balmalo number five my number four tie is the only player on this list that did not play for the Los Angeles slash San Diego Chargers. Okay. He played for arguably their biggest rival. Oh, shit. It's Tim Tebow. Oh, I like it. I loved Tim Tebow, Ty. I was a Tim Tebow truther. I thought he was an exceptional quarterback. I was... Could have had a great career with the Saints. ...willing to trade Phillip Rivers for him at the time. I'm sure I was. Um, I asked my dad for a Tim Tebow jersey for Christmas one year. He didn't get it for me. <laughs> I slept outside that night. <laughs> um, I just loved Tim Tebow, dude. Um, you know, he was on a rival. He really only kind of played for like one year, two years. Um, it was only like one year, really. Yeah, one year if you look at it. He won a playoff game. Yeah, he did. First play. And I think, you know, yeah, he had a 46.5 completion percentage. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize how bad that was. <laughs> he just hadn't find his, found his groove. Dude, he completed 40% of his passes in his playoff game. 40%, but he didn't throw an interception. Hits the ground, hits the player hand. He just threw it too hard for his team to catch. He did have 660 rushing yards. Yeah. Dude, you know what? If you put Tim Tebow in the Baltimore Ravens offense the way they built it for Lamar Jackson, he would be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Can you add an article on that, please? <laughs> I don't cover the bra. I don't cover the Ravens. I just, uh, you can find a place to throw it in. 
Why? What? You think I'll get some backlash? Oh, man, that'll be entertaining. <laughs> and then I'll come in with the Taysom Hill would also be better. <laughs> Just throw that in there. Tim Tebow, number four. I like that. Number four for me, current player, uh, plays up in uh, the beautiful, beautiful Seattle area, and that is Russell Wilson. Oh, I didn't know you were a Russell Wilson I fucking love Wilson Russell fan. Wilson. I love Russell Wilson. Is it because he's short? No, but, I mean, there is another short quarterback on my list. <laughs> Uh, I, I he's five eleven. He's not short. That's perfectly average size. That is because that's my height. <laughs> um, I, I fucking love Russell Wilson. I don't know what it is. I like the Seahawks when they were good. I was like a low key like, hey, I like them. We played them in the playoffs. They beat us. Don't yeah, talk about the, it. Yeah, that was the beast mode run. Yeah, I don't don't talk about it. Okay. Um, but I like Russell Wilson. You know, he, I feel like he's so under. Have you seen that thing? He's never gotten an MVP vote in his career. That's wild, dude. He's one of the best quarterbacks for a generation, easily. It. He just, like, kind of gets forgotten about. It's because his numbers, like, they're always good, but he's never had, like, that one, like, super insane season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But if you look at, like, his, he's literally never had a losing season. Ever. I believe it. He's won 10 or more games in seven of his eight seasons. I think he has eight seasons played. Seven of his eight seasons. It's just incredible. He's a ridiculously he's underrated. A he just knows how to fucking – he's the most entertaining player when a play breaks down. Yeah. Shit hits the fan. There's no one else I want on the field than Russell Wilson. That's weird. He's kind of like the. He, he's like the anti Aaron Rodgers. I wonder if you compare their numbers. If like Russell Wilson actually has the edge. I don't know because I know Rodgers had some insane years, but Rodgers had MVP worthy years. But Wilson's also rushed for a lot of yards. I think he's a mobile quarterback for sure. He had 849 rushing yards in 2014. Yeah, super entertaining, dude. Russell Wilson should get the love that Aaron Rodgers gets. Uh, I definitely don't disagree with that. Aaron Rodgers ain't on my list. <laughs> Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Man well, stole an MVP from Drew Brees. Oh. <laughs> my number three is uh, Keenan Allen. Okay. One of the most underrated receivers in the league. Top five, arguably, potentially. You can make a case for a top five without him. I wouldn't argue against it. There definitely is a lot of good receivers in the league. Um, but Keenan Allen, solid. I would say he's one of the best route runners in the league. Always gets a shit ton of separation. I don't know if you watch Charger games, Ty, but he never really has to make tough catches because he's always open by like seven yards. Um, he's not the fastest guy in the world. That's what's great about him. He's not like super athletic. He's not super tall. Like everything about him just screams average wide receiver, and he's just got the elusiveness. You got know? the intangibles. I remember in Mutt when we did Mutt drafts on Madden, he always had 99 elusiveness. He's elusive. Can't stop him. Some would say the greatest number 13 receiver in the league. Nope. Nope. No one says that. <laughs> I'm soul in the world. I won't talk about him because I know he's on your list, but we'll talk about him once we do talk about him. Who's your number three? You can talk about him. He's not on your list? Okay, we can get, we'll get. we get to it. My number three? Yeah. Robert Gronkowski. Oh. I fucking love Gronk. Yeah, he probably could have made my list. I fucking I love Gronk on the field, off the field. He's the most entertaining person in the NFL. Yeah. He destroyed that Lego thing on New Year's. Lego thing. You ever see that? No. It was like this Lego sculpture, and he was doing like a New Year's thing with uh, Steve Harvey, and he just spikes the Lego thing into the floor, and Legos go everywhere. <laughs> Steve Harvey's like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, get this man out of here. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's just it's just pure Rob Gronkowski. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, Gronk is great. Do you know he's a champion in WWE right now? Oh, dude. See, there's nothing that you can fucking hate about Rob Gronkowski. He's the WWE 24-7 champion. I love that he plays for the most hated team in the league, and he's probably the most loved player in the league. Yeah. I mean, there's something about him. He just he does not scream Patriot at all. 
<laughs> no. That's what makes him so great. But I just, I love Gronk. Yeah, he's Rob Gronkowski. Or he's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> like, yes, yes, he is, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 24-7 oh, champion. I remember that because after he got signed to the Bucks, like the WWE put out a thing, and it was like, as the WWE 24-7 champion, he has to accept a fight anywhere, anytime, even if that's after yeah. a touchdown spike. What are the odds of them doing that in like a preseason game? It's like I, 1%, right? They're not going to do that. I mean – Maybe like Vince a McMahon's practice. Got some money. Maybe like a practice, like during training camp. Maybe no way during a game. No way. I don't think they can do it during a game. No. But you know what they could do? Like a halftime thing or something. You know what they could do? They could have orchestrated get in contact with Gronk. If Gronk, I mean, this is something where they'd have to wait till he scores a touchdown because obviously they can't plan for him to get a touchdown. Gronk's first touchdown of the year. Have Brady pin him. Brady becomes 24-7. Brady becomes, and that's just a total PR thing for WWE. I don't, that's that's a touchdown celebration easily. Vince McMahon just (laughs) rolling into. And then they just have a pre-recorded thing of like one of the WWE wrestlers like pinning Brady after the game or, you know, some random thing to get it back on, you know, WWE programming. But WWE likes doing like the recorded backstage shit. No. They just have a recorded backstage thing of someone fucking slamming Tom Brady through a table. (laughs) I don't know if Brady will take a table bump. Um, but that's a good idea. They can get some huge publicity from that. Because oh, be imagine that. Brady pins Gronk, and you just see him on the on the bench just with the 24-7 championship over that'd his shoulder. fucking fantastic. And Brady's got – like, he's opened up more. Like, he's – you know what I mean? Oh, the Twitter and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely he, see them two doing that. He's trying to become more likable, I think, and that would help. It definitely is helping. <laughs> I don't hate him as much. I've never really hated Brady. I do. Honestly, maybe that's a guilty pleasure. It's just not hating Tom Brady. <laughs> that's 100% would have been allowed on the list. <laughs> I don't know. I've always kind of just like respected his greatness. Even though every time the Chargers have a really good season, we lose to the Patriots in the playoffs. I respect Bill Belichick. Okay. Fuck Tom Brady. My number two is the greatest quarterback of our generation, Ty. Okay. Philip Rivers. I love him. Philip Rivers, obviously, he's not the greatest. Overlooked. Um... Historically, he's a top seven quarterback, just statistically. Played for a lot of bad Charger teams. Yes, he did. Never won a ring. I am praying that the Colts make a Super Bowl run. I am praying. There's no way they do, but I would love to see it. They have a good roster. There's no way they're a top two team in the league. You All you got to do is get hot, Ty. I don't care. Injuries, whatever. There's no way they make the Super Bowl this year. All you got to do is get hot. I would do a pinky bet. <laughs> really? No. no. I wouldn't. I'm not dropping my pinky off. Dude, okay, if I'll say it now. I'll put it on the record now. What what should I do if the Colts win the Super Bowl? I, Nothing that will lose a limb. Do I dye my hair? Do I shave my head? I don't hate that. Which one? Shave your head. I will Okay. Here it you is. Get, you get what's Philip Rivers number? 17. Oh, you're in love with this idea. So No, 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 no. I'm talking tattoo. Oh, I don't want a tattoo. It's Phil Rivers. He's your number 2 favorite NFL player of all time. <laughs> What, what's the tattoo? Just 17 in Chargers font. Can I get on like my thigh? Yeah. Okay, I will get a 17. I will get a 17 and then Maybe underneath like it. Chargers lightning bolt. It'll be a 17 with the Chargers, whatever. And underneath it, it will say, what is it? Dang nabbit? Not dang nabbit. Got, <laughs> I think it is dang nabbit. No, it's dog gommet. Dog gommet. <laughs> I will get dog gommet in quotation marks underneath it. I, it. I don't even want a tattoo like in my life. Yeah. I no. just don't think I can handle the pain. I will get one on my side. How much? Yeah, that bad. <sighs> okay. Hurt, if the Colts win fun. the Super Bowl, I got a tattoo okay. bet. For the team he doesn't even win the Super Bowl with. 
<laughs> I know. That's so sad. That's fine. I love it. Uh, my number two, Jason, uh, is not Mike Thomas. It's Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan? Cameron Jordan. Okay. Defensive end for my beloved Saints. Okay. He's one of the most entertaining off-field players in the league. He's going on shows. I haven't seen anything. I follow him, him on Twitter. He's fucking hilarious. Okay. There's like an interview a while back where they're like, oh, Ben, ben Roethlisberger, top five quarterback of our generation or whatever. And he's like, top five, and just gets into a top five debate like a fan <laughs> with the reporter. It's fucking entertaining. Does he say Phil Rivers is top five? No, I don't think he does. <sighs> fucking guy. But I know Steeler fans lost their shit on the video. <laughs> it's so funny. And then just all this shit he's on, like Good Morning Football and what else. Mm-hmm. He's just so entertaining. He's fucking hilarious. Absolute monster. I will say he does seem like he's kind of underrated. I feel like you don't get a lot of Extremely get a lot of Michael, underrated. Uh, not Michael Thomas, uh, Cameron Jordan Love. Extremely underrated. He's never missed a game in his career. Yeah, he was, and uh, he has some of the best, like, what is it, PFF, PPF, PFF, Pro Football Focus. Yeah, some of the best fucking numbers every single year, and it's because he doesn't get like super high like sack numbers. But he I has don't know. Great he still pressures. has fifteen and yeah, a half. Yeah, he still this does year. great. Still has great pressures, and he's fucking great at uh, was it pass pass breakups or whatever? What's the stat? What do you mean? Where he swats down footballs. Oh, yeah. Passes defended. Yeah. yeah. He had 11 of them in 2017. Insane, That's insane dude. for a defensive He's end. He's insane. But that, those are the weird stats that you don't look at. But you look at that and you look at, you know, like at a corner position. Yeah. Well, it's great. But he's just casually a defensive end who just fucking is so good. Yeah. He only had three this year. He's on the decline. Out of his prime. That's fine. He is 31. He so he probably six. is actually out of his prime. But. He had to pick six like two years or. Yeah, I think it's two. Years no, I'm looking at his numbers, dude. Like he's got Hall of Fame caliber numbers, and I feel like you never hear about Cam he's Jordan. Incredible. He's so good. Doesn't get the love he deserves. I'm mostly impressed by never missed a game. You know how hard that is in football. It's very hard to play an entire decade minus 2010 without missing an, a single game. He should have been on the All Decade team. I bet you he wasn't. Was he? Nope. Wow. He I'm might sorry be. about that, Ty. I don't think he is. Was I thought it was okay? So Michael Thomas, obviously, he's not on your list because I know what your number one is. Why, like, why do people not think he's the best receiver in the league? He he only runs slants and bubble screens and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm on your side of history, the correct side of history. I hate admitting. He did make. He did make. Okay, good. I hate admitting anything positive about the teams that you support, but um, right now he's. I would take him over any other receiver in the league. I really would. If he has a bad year next year and Julio has like a better year, then maybe I'll go back to Julio because Julio has more overall years. But the, the last two years that Michael Thomas has had as an all-pro, like... And that's the thing, dude. If you look at his stats from when he entered the league, he's gotten consistently better every single year. Yeah. And last year, that was without his Hall of Fame quarterback. That was with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback. Yeah. And yeah, he does benefit from getting more targets because the receiving corpse was pretty shit last year, let's be honest. But that's also a curse. That's yeah. also a throw your best guy, but throw your best two guys at him. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's the, He just dominates everything. I didn't put him on there because he's a little bitch on Twitter. Oh, well, he absolutely is. He just he got into it with someone last week. It was like, what's harder, like getting a pass while covered by Stephon uh, Gilmore, or breaking up a pass to Mike Thomas? And one, another NFL player said Stephon Gilmore, and he like went off on him on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, what, what the fuck is Defensive Player of the Year? Like, it's not like that's a crazy option. Like, what? <laughs> wow. He just whines a lot on Twitter. Wow. And. I respect his talent. He does not talk how you would expect him to talk either. No, he doesn't. There was that clip that went viral. (laughs) So, again, I respect his talent. He's easily the best wide receiver in the league right now. I don't personally think he's a favorite player. I just don't like that argument, too, about, like, slants or whatever. Like, I don't understand how you can take away his talent, you know what I mean, because of the offensive scheme. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, because the Saints run more, you know, like quick routes because Drew Brees is one of the best in the league at getting the ball off quickly. If you look at the throw time numbers, he like throughout his career, like now he's not like the best in the league, but I'm sure he was in his prime. Like he's elite at throwing the ball quickly. And because they utilize that in a certain way, like that's going to make Michael Thomas a worse receiver. I don't get it, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm trying to see. There was something the other day and it was like, you know, passes of 15 yards. I, it was like 15 yards downfield or whatever, and he led in that too. Yeah. It's like, yes, he is very good at slants and shit. Don't get me wrong. That's his game. But he's also a threat downfield. He just fucking he's a threat everywhere. Yeah. And they showed he had like the highest percentage of like they showed the route tree. Mm-hmm. And he was like top three, I think, on like every single route or some shit like that. Wow. Like, he's incredible. Keenan runs a lot of short routes. That's why I'm on your side. He runs a lot of like drags and screens, stuff I run on Madden because I can't run anything else. I like it. <laughs> Here, it says, it was which was tougher, make a catch while guarded by Stephon Gilmore or break up a pass while guarding Mike Thomas? And Devontae Parker said, A, Stephon Gilmore, because he's played against him and actually knows what that's like. (laughs) And Mike Thomas just went off on him for no reason. It's like, all right, calm down, dude. Like, just just chill the fuck out a little bit. My number one favorite football player of all time, Ty. Is he a running back, Jay? Ladanian Tomlinson. (laughs) One of the top five greatest running backs of all time. Um, greatest, one of the greatest single seasons in running back history is 2006 season. Absolutely. 1,800 yards, 28 touchdowns. Isn't it the record? The touchdown record, yeah. Yeah. 1,800 yards, Ty. That's insane. Also, where's his receiving numbers? In that year, he had 500 receiving yards. Not too shabby. Three receiving touchdowns. So he had 2,300 yards from scrimmage. 21 touchdowns and tie. Hold on, hold on. And tie. Two for three passing with two touchdowns. That's six six per, uh, completion percentage right there. Elite. That's incredible. LT, it makes me so sad that running backs have such short primes. Even though he was great for like the entire decade. From his rookie year all the way to 2008, he had over 1,000 yards rushing. But he retired at before at 32. And that's, that's like not uncommon. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just wish running backs could be like, oh, man, dude. It's a I position wish could, that just fucking beat you up. That's why guys like, you know, Emmett Smith and Frank Gore lead in the all time rushing yards is just because they were freaking reliable as hell. And they played, Emmett Smith played 15 years. Yeah. You just stay on the field. You're going to be on the fucking leaderboards. Granted, Emmett Smith had, you know, a lot of great seasons. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, he was still rushing for 1,000 yards when LT retired at 32 years old, but. Man, I love LT. Greatest charger of all time. Sorry, Junior Seau. I, I don't hate that. Man holds a record. Yeah. Can't overlook that. Will that record ever be broken? Do you ever see, especially no. in today's league? No, no way at all. Because they don't I run like the that. ball as much. A running back might have total touchdowns higher, like passing and rushing, like Christian McCaffrey type thing. 31, though. That's still a lot. Yeah, th- that's still insane, though. But no I one's see, ever like, going to be. I McCaffrey doing that. I don't that. see anyone ever beating that rushing touchdown record. That's right, baby. Etched in history forever. It's incredible. Thanks, Ty. Well, another man who will never have records beaten is Drew Brees. Number one. <laughs> what do you mean? His records are going to be broken every other week by Tom Brady as <laughs> they just fine. trade back and forth. That's fine. A completion percentage record. Never going to be broken. He's like the top five. You never five. know. He's like top five. <laughs> it's insane. Drew Brees, greatest leader of all time. <laughs> greatest man in the huddle. Greatest quarterback of all time. Easily the most underrated quarterback of all time. 
feel like most people agree he's like the second best. He or got, maybe third. He got left off the all decade team. Did he really? He also got left off that NFL 100, the 100 greatest NFL players. Yeah. So did LT. That was bullshit. LT got left off. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, they put Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I would say, actually, if you did like a poll, that most NFL fans would probably say Peyton's number two. Probably. Just based on fans. Stats don't lie, though. Oh, guess, yeah. guess who Peyton lost to in a Super Bowl? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. No, Brees isn't going to get passed by Brady unless he gets hurt or Brees plays longer because he's got a – in passing yards at least. He's like 3,000 yards above him. But touchdowns, I think that's the one where they're going to just they're be gonna trading go back and forth. all year. Let's see. Brees is at – well, Brees is up six. He's at 547. Brady's 541. So, I don't know. If they have the same year, you know. They're close, Technically, Brees, There is a chance if Brees starts off slow and Brady has a couple big games that they're tied playing each other. Yeah. That'll be electric. Every time someone scores a touchdown, it just fucking takes the lead. You know who's number six on that list? Phil Rivers. Phil, Phil Rivers. Great quarterback. Three touchdowns away from 400. 23 away from passing Dan Marino. 24 away from passing Dan Marino. He could do that this year. It's not inconceivable. No, the completion percentage, though. In a single season? Single season and career. <sighs> What's his career? Sorry, uh, that's so, so bad radio, and I just kept it on. Trebrees has the past oh! three years... What? You know who's number two in all-time um, completion percentage? Who? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees has one, two, three, Philip four, Rivers five, is ninth, six, by the way. Six, maybe seven where he led. Philip Rivers is ninth. I think he led seven seasons he led in completion percentage. Six. Wild. And he holds the record for the highest. Can you believe that the Chargers drafted both of our favorite football players well, of all times mean? in back-to-back picks? What do you mean Kirk picks? Cousins was number two? In career passing percentage. 66.9%. Oh, career. Okay. Yeah. I was going season by season. Breeze has the three best seasons. Uh, he has one, two, three, four, five of the top six. That's all right. And you know who the other one is? Sam Bradford. Yes. <laughs> Maybe shows how past completion percentage doesn't tell the whole story. I mean, Matt Ryan's on there. Joe Montana's on there. Steve Young's on there. <laughs> Number three in career is also Chad Pennington. Do you even know who that is, Ty? Yeah, it's Chad Pennington. Played <laughs> with Miami Dolphins. 67.4% he, well, percentage. He, mostly the Jets. He played for the Dolphins for like three years. Uh, he led in 2008 with the Miami Dolphins. It's right here on Wikipedia, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> he also led in 2002 with the Jets. Um, but is it crazy that both of our favorite football players of all time, the Chargers drafted in back-to-back that is, picks. It's insane. And didn't get shit out of it. Zero Super Bowls. We Saint, d- it worked out for the Saints. worked out for one of them. We drafted a top-five running back, a top-five quarterback, Two. and a top-ten oh. quarterback all within, like, five years. And didn't get shit. Zero Super Bowls. You know who I was looking at? Biggest what-if in Chargers history? Who? You'll, you'll know him. Sean Merriman. Okay. Remember him? Yep. Dude, elite his first three seasons. Wasn't he like one of the top ones when you did that big-ass fucking bracket? Yeah, he came favorites? in fourth, I think, yeah. third. First three seasons, three Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, led the league in sacks his second year, had a combined, um, it was like 49 or something. It's not letting me load it. He was like fifth or sixth all-time in most sacks through your first three career seasons. And then he had a knee, like knee, sur- like a knee injury. He ignored, and then he got late surgery, and like the surgery was like butchered. I think it was just never good the rest of his career. 
That's brutal. Dude, sucks. I just want to throw an honorable mention to number six, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed him much more with Mark Ingram. Yeah, he wasn't a... He had he was decent hurt. numbers last year, but I felt like he never had like... It was one of those weird things. He hurt his ankle early in the season, and then he just didn't score a lot of touchdowns for us. And he was never 100%. And, like, he's even gone on, like, done interviews and stuff and said, like, he was playing hurt. Well, of course you're going to say that after a down year, especially yeah. when this is a contract it was year. It's very, very visible. It's a contract year, Ty. I know I've been saying this the last three years, but this might be the last year that you guys contend. Yeah, I, I 100% think it's our last year. Because Drew Brees. Yeah. So you don't think Taysom's going to be. I think the other things, besides the quarterback position, I think we'll be fine. It looks like they're going all in on Taysom. I keep reading shit about them being I all just, in on I, Taysom. Yeah, I don't believe it, but I want to see it. I think it's the biggest lie in all the NFL. They <laughs> think he is the next quarterback for the Saints, but I love it. I think they're just hyping him up, and then when it comes down to it, they're going to try and sign a quarterback and not tell him about it. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, be like, hey, you were our guy the whole time. <laughs> and I love that. Give him some confidence. I kind of feel like you guys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I really do. But I feel like that every year. I just, I think I just prepare myself. I just, you know me. That way, at the end of the year, when you're talking shit, I could be like, Ty, I was on the right side of history with you the whole time. I was on the Saints side. You know how I felt about it. About what? The Saints, the best team in football over the past two seasons. That's right. The Chargers have the best team of all time. Yeah, they didn't even did. make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> all right. On to our main sport here, Jason. Yep. Major League Baseball. Go ahead and give me your number five. My number five, Jason. Uh, he is from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Figured. Some consider him the greatest baseball player of all time. Okay. I'm just kidding, though. It's Jared Weaver. <laughs> I thought you were going to maybe say Pujols, and I was like, I don't know if anyone considers him as the GOAT. <laughs> I was trying to make you think I put Trout at five. No, I'm not that dumb. Jared Weaver. Jared, that's a solid pick. He uh, he had one electric year Yeah, and was our ace besides that for many years. Just got fucking amped up on the field, dude. Yeah, he did. I love the video of in Detroit. He like throws at a guy and just starts cussing him out, and they just fucking go off on each other. <laughs> He's just so aggressive and mean. Especially for someone who threw an 88-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> yeah, I finished second in Cy Young in 2011. Had a great three-year prime. I think he lost – was it second? Is 2011 year Verlander won MVP? Um, yes. Yeah, I think that's what he lost to was the Verlander MVP season. <laughs> Jared Weaver, though. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't bad outside of his three-year prime, but he definitely had a really good three-year prime. But definitely was much worse outside – not much worse, but definitely worse outside of his yeah. three-year prime than in his three-year prime. Sucks that he didn't finish his career with the Angels. But, I mean, he was not good. I mean, that's what happens when you throw 88. Eventually, it's yes. going to catch up to you. I mean, he threw when he threw, like, 92, 93, electric. Because <laughs> he just had that weird-ass, ro- like, release and rotation where he, like, planted and threw over his body. Filthy curveball. Yeah. And he was electric to watch. He was yeah. a hometown player, too. Oh, yeah. Played in Long Beach for college. Born in Northridge. I fucking love Jared. Went Reed, to dude. Simi Valley High School. I don't know where Simi Valley is, I'm going to be honest with you, but... I think it's like up north a little bit. You know who else went to Simi Valley High School? Um, his brother. Yeah. Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't his brother was am I making this up or his brother pitched for the Dodgers and they had a they had a game where they um, played each other? I don't know if they pitched against each other, but I do know because there was those Weaver Weaver jerseys. Okay. Jeff versus Jared Weaver. I just know that was around the same time that the Angels threw a no hitter against the Dodgers and lost. I remember that. Oh, I wanna say Oh yeah, in two thousand nine. On uh, June 20th, 2009. Let me turn my volume 
off so the listeners don't hear it. I don't know if you've been watching YouTube, but I keep getting ads for Lit, that power bank, Lit, and I don't like it. No, I don't watch those ads. Yeah, he did have the last. So Jared Weaver threw the last no-hitter for us in 2012 before the uh, Tyler Skaggs game. Really? Santana wasn't after that? Urban Santana? No, he's before. This is the year before. Wow. Jared Weaver shot up Minnesota Twins. And then the next one was, that was 2012. Didn't have one until the combined no-hitter in 19, where everyone threw the 45s on the mound. Sad moment. Super sad moment. Did you cry? <laughs> I was bawling like a baby. <laughs> I didn't cry. Maybe because it was the Angels and I hate the Angels. Yeah. So I usually cry in those moments every single time. My number five is Yasiel Puig. I love that pick. Yasiel Puig, man. Any Dodger fan, there's not a lot of them, but I knew they would happen, and there are some of them. Fans that turned on Puig as soon as he left. It's a load of ridiculous. shit. Ridiculous. That was a load of shit. You cannot support him. Yeah, he was ridiculous. I get why other people, fans of other teams hated him. But I loved him. And I will. I don't care what he does. I don't care if... I don't care if he hits a walk-off home run in the NLCS to move on to the World Series against Dodgers. I can't blame him for that because he's just being a competitor. Yeah, that's just bleak. When he hit the home run on Mother's Day, or it was, no, Jackie Robinson Day, against the Dodgers in his first to bat against Kershaw, I cheered a little. <laughs> and I think I tweeted that and got shit for it. And like, I don't care. No, fuck it. I love Puig. And to just see him get that one win over Kershaw. We won the game, so that's all that matters. But to see him get that one win over Kershaw when there was reports never solidified Beefing. that Kershaw didn't like him, it, I felt good for him. You know what I mean? He's easily my second favorite Dodger of all time as someone who hates the Dodgers. Oh, second favorite. Kershaw. Oh. <laughs> Gotta respect the greatness. <laughs> oh, thank and you. And then probably Matt Kemp. Okay. Love me some Kemp. Yeah. But Puig. Just the tongue wagon, just all the Flicking antics. The Literally flipped a fan off when he played. Well, when he was on the Dodgers and they played the Indians. <laughs> and just the absurdity when he entered the league and was batting four hundred and just that first was just month, like, hey, yeah. I don't care where I hit the ball, I'm at least going to second base. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is going to the pitcher. I'm rounding first, so you figure out what you want to do with it because I'm going, dude. One of the most electric just debut, like, because he hit that. He had a home run his first game or whatever. Then he had that throw to end the game, pick the guy, back pick the guy first. Then his second game hit a grand slam, like just an electric debut. And he he was never going to live up to what fans expected him to do because of that. Yeah. But I've said it before. That started like the Dodgers' current run. I'm not saying that's the reason the Dodgers went on their current run, but that was the start. That's the start of the DVD. Yeah. When we eventually (laughs) win the fucking World Series, if we ever do. Um, Let me ask you something, Jason. As a Dodger fan. Yeah. Puig's first month. Cody Bellinger's first month this season. Puig's first month. Love it. I think Bellinger's is probably better statistically in like every merit, but just what the debut of the player, the debut, we were really bad at the time that we went on like a a crazy, it was like 50 and 12 run after that. Something insane. And just how it kickstarted everything before that, you know, because the Dodgers made the playoffs in 08 and 09, and I was like younger. So like I, I was happy, but I wasn't like fully into it yet. Yeah. That was like the first time the Dodgers like were good for me. Like I, when I really, really, really cared. When was it? 2013. Okay, so it was after. That was when the Giants were dominant in the division. Well, that's the crazy part. Is the Giants won two of their their um, World Series as wild cards? Yeah. So, but either way, I, I love Puig. I will always love him. That home run in Game Four. What's your number four, Ty? My number four, Jason. <laughs> I might get a little bit of hate for this one. Okay. Uh. Look, there were steroids involved. I've accepted that. Okay. It's Alex Rodriguez. I like A-Rod. I like him off the field. I yeah, do him. you like him because what he's done off the field? I like him off the field. 
but mostly just on the field. He was just always like probably growing up my favorite player. I do like how he was an unapologetic asshole. Yeah. He just didn't give a fuck. He was just that bad guy that was like, hey, I kind of like this villain. <laughs> and he's just incredible. He was fast. He hit for power. He hit for contact. Yeah. Had a silky smooth swing. He was the coolest guy on the fucking baseball field. Should have hit 700 home runs. Came up four short. Yeah. And that, that was his choice to stop playing. But, <laughs> um, And then he came back and he was the nice guy. He did a little, heel, a little switch at the end. I just, I, I don't know what it was. I always loved A-Rod. And, okay, yeah, shouldn't use steroids. He's one of the most vocal persons about owning, like, people owning up to that, though. Yeah. Like, if you heard interviews and shit, like, he owns up to it 100%. Yeah. So, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, A-Rod's a good pick. I never really liked him, but I never disliked him. I never was on, like, the A-Rod hate train. That's fine. He should come back to try to, there's a movie where they does that. The guy's, like, three home runs Mr. away. 3000. Is Bring that what back. it's called? Oh, okay, yeah. They should do that, comes though. back, and he's got to try and get, like, three more hits or something because they, like, changed three of them or whatever and took them away. Yeah. A-Rod should do that. Come back and just needs to hit four home runs. He could he could absolutely DH 100%. for a team this year and hit, like, ten home runs if he played every, like, 150 Maybe eight. Games. He was rough at the end. If he played 150 games, I think he could hit ten. Oh, He'd have a shit ton of strikeouts. Oh, for sure. You know, he did ten, especially playing at Yankee Stadium. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, just anywhere. Just best hitter-friendly as a DH. Just go play for a yeah, shitty team. Of course. Play for course. They don't have a D. Well, this, this year, year they might. This year is your opportunity. <laughs> you can play in Colorado's DH. Go enjoy it. <laughs> Get to 700. My number four tie oh, God. is a current player. Okay. I believe he only has 20 games played with the Dodgers. <laughs> it is my current favorite Dodger, even though I have current Dodgers ahead of him on this list. Okay. One current Dodger ahead of him on this list. Just got to earn it a little bit more. It is a man that one time got mistaken. I got mistaken for. Let's just put that out there. Someone thought I looked like this man. And that's Gavin Lux. Yep. Um, best minor league player in baseball last year. Had an insane minor league season. Came up as an October call, September call up. No one expected him to really make the playoffs. Not only did he make the playoffs, I think he started like a game or two. Hit a home run in his first postseason at bat. Had a little bit of a disappointing first month i'm not gonna lie but my expectations were very high um and look he's my favorite current dodger and moving forward he's going to be my favorite dodger and i hope he etches out a very long career and i love Corey seager and i hope Corey seager doesn't go anywhere i hope we have a middle infield of Corey seager and gavin lux for years to come okay because that makes me very happy to think about yeah i don't hate it you know how much i love gavin lux he's on my diamond dynasty team and i'm hitting 640 with him very small sample size because I haven't played during seasons a lot, but that's very good. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't hate that one bit. Thanks, Ty. Also, speaking of Diamond Dynasty, you know the glitch player I have that I just bunt every time with. Yeah, he's a switch hitter, so I've been using him in the in the event. <laughs> oh boy, I'm hitting like 560 with him, and it's in like 250 at bats. It's insane, Ty. I believe it. All and all I do is bunt. Like, I've swung a couple times when I'm up by a lot, but you know that inning I showed you earlier where I scored 14 runs in the inning? I still bunted with him twice no, yeah, I, in I, that inning. I saw that. It was a home run bunt, home run, home run. <laughs> I was like, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I love it. I love I love it so much. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> Gavin Lux, number four. Who's your number three? My number three, Jason. This man had a nice 15-year career, does not play anymore. Uh, last played in 2018. Vernon Wells? Nope. Josh Hamilton. Nope. <laughs> Notable bad person. <laughs> um, 
and up until 2009, was a terrible player. And then never got popped for steroids. Okay. So I'm allowing it. Hit 13 home runs in 20, 2009, and then went on to hit 54 in 2010. Oh, I know who this is. Okay. Jose Batista. Yep. Jose Batista. Interesting. I mean, the man, the man is iconic for the leg kick. Yeah. The he bat just, flip in the playoffs. The bat flip. Getting punched in the face by Ruben Odor. <laughs> He's <laughs> just so fucking entertaining, and it was just the go balls to the wall, fucking crazy leg kick, swing as hard as you can, and just hit moonshots. Hit 227 home runs in a six-year period with a 268 batting average. Yeah, so, I mean, you look, 2004, he hit zero home runs, uh, played for Whoa. a bunch of different teams. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. He played for four different teams in his rookie season. He How does that even around, happen? He got cut. He was terrible. Hit 205, 208, 273, which was only in 16 games. 11 at bats, so just like a pinch hitter. Yeah, and then 167, 200, 200. You know, I just think he never got his fair shake. <laughs> Maybe. 2006, played in 117 games with almost 500 plate appearances. Hit 16 home runs, then 15, then 15, then 12, then 3. Oh, oh so he split it up. So he hit 15, 16, 15, 15, 13. 54, 43, 27, 28, 35, 40. <laughs> I yeah. don't. He was part of those, though, just the most fucking entertaining Blue Jays teams. Yeah. Him, Encarnacion. Um, who else was on that team? I don't even know. There was another, there's another guy. Donaldson. Donaldson later, but not like the main one. He was there 20. I thought he got traded there like 2013. I, well, no, he won the MVP in 2015. I don't know. Let's go look at the 2013 Blue Jays. Encarnacion, Jose Reyes, I don't think he was great. Melky Cabrera. No, it was pretty much just uh, Batista and Encarnacion, at least in 13. Hmm. What about 11? Or do, yeah, do 11. 11? So it was like his second. That's like he had his breakout year, and then 11 was by far his best. Um, at a 105 No, OPS. Batista 43, Encarnacion 17, the next best. They had Adam Lynn, who had 26. Um, JP Arin Sebia, remember him? He yeah. had 22, I think. 2012, yeah, I think maybe just Donaldson. Damn, that's crazy. I think Donaldson might have came in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, go with that. Um, I don't know, not even, I don't know. I don't know, man. I fucking love Jose. <laughs> He's just so entertaining to watch. And he followed like a bunch of people on Twitter. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah, he follows he me. Does he? He at least did when he because he followed like 300,000 people on twitter who he hired a publicist who was like okay all right to make you popular we're just gonna follow literally every twitter user he followed me in high school there you go pretty cool i don't even see him when i'm searching dude there's like a bunch of drama going on with bolt beat right now i don't even know what's going on <laughs> one of like the old side experts have quote tweeted or i think there's like a freaking beef i don't know my phone's blowing up though i'll be entertaining so that was your number three. My number three tie, Clayton Kershaw. Okay. I originally had Gavin Lux higher than Kershaw, but then I thought about it and I was like, I can't do Kershaw dirty like that. Can't do it. Greatest pitcher of our generation, even though I've been on the record saying Max Scherzer had the better decade. Um, look, man, I mean, Scherzer won the same amount of Cy Youngs and he won a World Series. So. Kershaw is the greatest pitcher of our generation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Um. But, yeah, he's just been the beacon. Him and Jansen are the only pitch players that have been on the Dodgers all you know, all years, all four years of this playoff run. 
all, what did I say? Four years? Seven? Yeah. All seven years. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I love him. He's only 32. He should have another, like, three good years in him, hopefully. Um, even last year, you know, Dodger fans hate on their players so much. People weren't happy with his performance. Still did great. And I just love Kershaw. I Kershaw is one of those players that when we're talking to our grandchildren and they're sitting on our laps, you know, your grandchildren will probably be taller than you when they're like seven years old. Yep. They're going to ask about Clayton Kershaw. And we're going to be like, look, he was phenomenal. and he, But he couldn't get over to his playoff demons. Yep. Like I remember the time I was watching Kershaw pitch to Mike Trout. They're going to be like, wow. <laughs> or the story could be 2020 in a, a half-reduced season. Clayton Kershaw had enough gas in the tank and finally got over his playoff <laughs> demons and threw four consecutive shutouts in the in the playoffs. Ty, if the Dodgers win the World Series, if they do have a season this year, are you not counting it? It'll be the same to me as an Astros World Series. Oh, my God. Okay. What's your number two? <laughs> my number two, Jason, is... Uh... The greatest first baseman of our generation. That's Albert Pujols. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I can't even think of anyone that would come close. The man's incredible. One of the best first basemen of all time. One of the best players of all time. Probably uh, like top 15. Yeah, for sure. Absolute elite def- defense in his prime. Oh, yeah. The best hitter in all of baseball in his prime. I mean, he was putting up trout numbers in his prime. And he came like right at the real tail end, tail end of the steroid era and like, you know, never had any steroid allegations. Yeah, I mean, he literally his entire St. Louis, even his first Angels year, he still hit 285. I know he gets a lot of shit for being bad as soon as he joined the Angels, but he did all right. But it, just his entire Cardinals tenure hit 328. 328 with an OPS over one across 11 years. It's wild. He like had was putting up like trout numbers, Ty. He obviously didn't have as high of a war because he didn't have like the stolen bases and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But just the hitting numbers, like those are trout numbers, dude. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the dude put up a 1-1 OPS in 2003. Which shows you that Mike Trout being the greatest baseball player of all time isn't a lock because oh he could fall off just like Albert Pujols oh did. He's done it four times in his career. A one point, yeah. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one plus OPS years. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Just shows you that, you know, like I said, Mike Trout's not a lock to be best player of all time because he could fall off just like Albert Pujols did. He could. Probably not, though. Pujols is a very large man who had a very it, athletic stance. All it takes is one Achilles tear. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Albert Pujols is a fucking god. And he's even better. He's the all-time leader in double plays. Can't forget. I'm pissed that when he crosses the 400 double play threshold that there's not going to be fans in the sands to see it. That makes me angry. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts a little bit. Because I already know. We might be the only two people on earth that A, knows that he's about to cross 400 double plays and be the only person ever to do so, and B, is kind of excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, gonna be I'm on, excited. When If baseball starts back up on Within the Lines, we're going to have an Albert Pujols double play tracker <laughs> every time he comes to bat with a runner <laughs> on first and one or fewer outs. I'm fine with it. I'll throw it up on Twitter. <laughs> um, say what you will about Albert and the Angels, Jason. He's gotten... At least two MVP votes in separate years. Finished 17th in 2012 and 17th in 2014. So. Congratulations. He got like one tenth place MVP vote in both of those years. He was an all-star. He made an all-star team with us. Which is weird because that's like if you look at. I guess it's probably just because of the home runs. Oh, no, no. That's all it was. But if you look at his OPS and his batting average, like that's easily probably the worst. At least with the two 
His year before was better. Yeah, for sure. And twenty twelve was better, but he also started. He had that narrative around him because remember he didn't hit a home run for like two weeks. What, was it me and you who were at the game? I, I think, think it was his second. second. Yeah, it was second me. home it was run against the, the White Sox. Yeah, that's when Addison Reed was literally standing right next to us talking to one of his yep. buddies, and we didn't know who he was, so we didn't ask for his autograph. Yep, and he was he, just shooting the shit with one of his friends from fucking like high school or something. And then he became a good pitcher for like two years. Now he's not in the league anymore. Yeah, that was a lot cooler story back when he was good. <laughs> now people again are like, "Who's Addison Reed?" <laughs> <laughs> My number two is. Someone who could have been the greatest first baseman of our generation if his prime lasted longer than like four years. Um, it's a player that almost made me not a Dodger fan. It's Ryan Howard. Oh, okay, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking fucking Adrian Gonzalez. I was like, did you really like Adrian Gonzalez that much on his fucking Dodger team? Ryan Howard, though, from his his four year prime, even you could even include 2010 and 11. He still hit 30 more than 30 home runs. But if you go from 2006 to 2009, he hit 198 home runs in four seasons, Ty. He averaged just under 50 home runs a year. Yep. He had, look at his RBI totals, 149, 136, 146, 141. His batting average, too, for someone who struck out a lot, wasn't that bad. Yeah, he hit 251, 268, 279. He hit 313 his MVP year. but Dude, like on-base percentage of 425 in 2006. Yeah. Like, he was just a home run hit machine. No apologies. I'm going to strike out 200 times almost. He actually never struck out 200 times. Good for him. <laughs> um, and I just loved him, man. He That's when I said earlier, like, I wasn't, a, like, huge into when the Dodgers made. You know, the Dodgers got Manny and they made that playoff run. Like, I was into it. But the main reason why I wasn't, like, heartbroken when they lost is because they lost to the Phillies. And I was happy to see Ryan Howard succeed. Oh, for sure. Um, look, man. Ryan Howard. He was... I had a Ryan I had a Ryan Howard jersey before I had any Dodger jersey. That's crazy to think about. It's pretty bitching. I was almost a Philly fan. Me and Mika were almost on the same wave- wavelength. I mean, you were a Phillies fan for many years. But I always liked the Dodgers. You too. always liked the Dodgers, but let's not pretend you weren't also a <laughs> Phillies fan. That's true. I had a franchise mode in like I think it was MLB two thousand ten the show. Played as the Phillies, not even the Dodgers. Man, dude, his He's just sad when you look at his stuff because he I, he's the youngest player to like two and three hundred home runs in their career. I want to yeah. say fewest amount of games, and then he just finishes with three eighty two. Yeah, fastest to three hundred ever, and then only hits eighty two after that. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. He was crazy in his prime though. Gets over. I feel like he gets overlooked a lot too. Yeah, like I when mean, you hear he, people he talk about level. Ryan Howard, you know what I mean. Like besides me and Miko, like do you ever hear like. See the baseball people on Twitter talk about Ryan Howard? No, you don't. It just doesn't happen. And it pisses me off, Ty. Another person who lines up somewhat similar to him, who also kind of just someone that bums you out, Prince Fielder. Yeah. Dude who absolutely mashed and then just had his career fucking ended short. That video of him retiring is so sad. Heartbreak. I watched it last week, and I was teary-eyed. I watched it a few weeks ago, or a few months ago now, and I was crying. Prince Fielder definitely had a longer, like, prime than Ryan Howard, but he he did have 50 in 2007. But Howard, those four years, I still insane. Yeah, but I'm just saying in terms of players who like, because well, Howard played a lot more years. Yeah, but he was hurt. He wasn't Ryan Howard the end yeah. of his career, like at all. Um, Prince Fielder just literally couldn't play <laughs> the end of his career. Well, Ryan Howard played 13 years. Prince Fielder played 12. Ryan Howard played 13. Yeah, that's crazy. But Prince Fielder, 42 in 2014. He actually got 158 in 15, and then 89 in 2016, and then just had to retire. 
Yeah. He was what, neck injury? Yeah, he had two neck surgeries. Said he wasn't allowed, like, medically cleared to play baseball anymore. That sucks. That sucks. Who's your number two? Or your number one? Albert was number two, Jason. Yeah, who's your number one? That's Mike Trout. That's the greatest baseball player on the face of fucking earth who plays for my team. (laughs) Do you ever, like, catch yourself thinking about it and, like, pinch yourself? Yeah. Mike Trout plays for the Angels? That's wild. Like, it's just crazy that he is genuinely accepted as the greatest player of our generation. Like, there's just random fucking Yankee fans and shit who will just stand up for him on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like, hey, yeah, this guy plays for my team. You know why people are so willing to accept it is because he's not on a big market team. He's not a winner. (laughs) So people are okay admitting he's the best because it's like, okay, yeah, he's the best, but what has he won? (laughs) Okay, Jason. (laughs) Hey, he's not doing... Oh, never mind. That was the spring training stats. Because they have the simulated stats at the top of baseball reference. I saw his, his spring stats. I'm like, hey, he's not doing good in the simulation. He only has got one home run. <laughs> he's great, man. He's incredible. Look at all those italicized, bolded things that he's led the league in. Just everything. It's just, he might as well just italicize the entire fucking thing. Never in home runs. OPS plus. He tied, I thought, one of the years. I don't know. It's not bolded. 2015, I think he might have tied, or maybe it was one. I think Donaldson barely edged him out that year. Just think about that, though. This Okay, this kind of puts it in perspective. Albert Pujols had, what, three seasons with a 1.1 OPS? Mm, yeah. Mike Trout has never done that. Yeah, no. And that's Albert not saying Pujols, Mike Trout's bad. But Albert that just, Pujols was fucking insane in his prime, dude. I think it's because Albert was probably... Well, no, because it's on... Oh, no, I was wrong. He was six short of uh, Chris Davis. <laughs> Trout probably has the better on base percentage. I don't know why Albert had a better OPS. I mean, it's marginal when you're that high, but because Albert was hitting forty nine, <laughs> you know, forty some home runs. Yeah, Trout's hit forty one, but he hit forty five last year. Yeah, I was talking to Ben when we saw him last week, and he was really sad because he said he thought this was going to be Trout's best year of his career. He's going to hit fifty plus home runs, all this stuff. I mean, you look at it. This probably was his best season, statistically. Oh, 2019, easily. He would have hit 150 home runs if he played 160 games. 45 home runs in only 134 games. Hey, he hasn't played 150 games since 2016. Is he injury prone? (laughs) Yeah. There was something that said, like, uh, it was like a thing. It was like, oh, Aaron Judge gets shit on for not playing games. Mike Trout's only played, like, 12 more games over the past three years or whatever. But you look at it, and it's because Judge had, like, a 162-game season. (laughs) It's like, yeah, Trout's missed a little bit, but... No, yeah, no, this definitely would have been his best fucking season. He led in on-base percentage, slugging, and OPS. OPS plus. Intentional walks. How does it feel that you were, if the season doesn't happen, or even if it's half a season, that Mike Trout's getting his, his numbers taken away? It hurts. It definitely like one hurts. of his prime years. And historically... It's, it's essentially Jordan being forced to play baseball. <laughs> being forced. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, okay, so let's say they do an 81. I think the proposal is 82. But if they do an 81-game season, exactly half, should they just multiply all the stats by two? No, absolutely not. Why not? Because it's stupid. That'd be pretty cool, though. That'd be cool, but they're getting shit. Imagine Trout gets hot, hits like 35 home runs, and he finishes the year with 70. Exactly. That's awesome. That's that's stupid. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm Like, hits it. his 500th home run of his career, but he's actually only hit 450. I'm fine with it. No. <laughs> You know why he's so great is because he never has to make a deep run in the playoffs, and he's always got longer off season than everyone else. Up. That's why if he does play 81 games, he's still going to hit 40 home runs. <laughs> what year did you guys make the playoffs? 
2014? Hey, no coincidence, 2015. Didn't win the MVP. He was a little fatigued. Came in second. I think he still should beat Donaldson. My number one tie is Matt Kemp. I love Matt Kemp. Um, I didn't know you had a. Oh yeah, like no, Matt Kemp, hundred percent. Had a short prime, very short prime. Not gonna pretend he didn't. Um, but he should have won an MVP. Absolutely. This was Matt Kemp was the. He trans- should have won it, and then also steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Kemp was the transition. He is what transitioned me from Ryan Howard in the Phillies to going all in on the Dodgers. Because you look at it, his MVP should have been MVP year. I'm just going to say he won the MVP that year. His MVP that year, year 2011, you know, that's right when Ryan Howard's, you know, decline really started. Um, I mean, he had a few. He had, I'm surprised, he had a 100 RBI season in 2015 and 16. I didn't realize that. So he still had some productive years. You know, he kind of fell off. He gained weight. He wasn't the same as in his prime. His all-star year last year, or 2018, that was a phenomenal story. If you look at his year numbers, it doesn't look super impressive because he only hit 21 home runs, 85 RBIs. But he was like, I think he was at like 18 at the All-Star break, like hitting like 330. Like he was like legitimately in the MVP discussion at the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. Which was just insane because of who he'd become the you know last seven, six years prior. Gosh, dang it. Um, and I'll just always have a special place in my heart for Matt Kemp. And so will my mother because she thinks he's very sexy. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder what the like biggest gap in between All-Star appearances is. So he went 2012 and then all the way to 2018. I don't know. That's probably something you could Google. Biggest gap between all-star appearances MLB. No, but yeah, you look at Kemp and like 11 obviously was his best season. Oh, God. Kemp doesn't even come close. Look up a guy named Paul Schreiber type. Okay, I don't – was he before like the – like 95? Because I don't, I don't really care about baseball before 95. <laughs> Why? It's just whatever. Um, you're no fun. <laughs> he made it when he was 20 and then 42. Oh, shit. That's yeah. it? Yeah, 20 and then 42. That's crazy. He appeared in 1923 and then 1940-whatever. I can't find him on Baseball Reference, though. Never existed. Like Babe Ruth, that's what Riley thinks? Yes. Oh, no, I found him. <laughs> it doesn't say he was an all-star, though. I don't get it. This guy didn't even pitch. What? Different guy, same name. But that doesn't make... He played in the years that they're saying. Oh, this was just appeared in the league. Never mind. Yeah, he pitched in 1923 at 20 years old. And they didn't play in the MLB again until he was 42. That's fucking crazier. (laughs) Much crazier. (laughs) He only pitched 15 innings in 23 and then 4 innings in 45, but still. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer to your question. That's fine. But yeah, Matt Kemp, favorite baseball player of all time. Better than Mike Trout. Yeah. So we'll just we'll say okay to that. You got anything else, Ty? I don't know. I don't, no. I don't gonna, know what that noise was. You going to go eat some uh, pancakes with ketchup on it when you get home? I'm not. I might drive to the mall and get some, some Charlie's, though. What are they doing about all the food court? Are they just closed? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I haven't been to the mall in months. Well, because it's closed. <laughs> but it was open for a little while. <laughs> I don't know. The second it reopens, I'm going to go give Sabaro some love. We don't have a Sabaro up here, though. That's the problem. Oh, did it get shut down? Yeah, there's a place. Oh, I wonder why.
just sign the episode off, please. <laughs> Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.